this week on the Bamcast. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast, episode three hundred forty-five. Whoa, that's a number sequence of numbers. That's approaching three hundred. Increasing number. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yep. No BJ this week. He's he's under the weather. Yes. He's feeling poorly. Not literally. Right. No. He's feeling poorly. No. Yes. Yeah. We we took a week off. Mm-hmm. We all survived a hurricane. Yeah, we, we were all under the weather. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Well, you guys were. Yeah, no, oh. you were out of town. I left town. Just tell us about your weekend. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did get to come back to work and go, hey, did I miss anything? <laughs> and then everyone goes, yeah, you fucker, a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, so we're alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Mostly. good. Hooray. Yeah. BJ's not. Yeah. <laughs> He's he, under the He weather. is alive. His home is not flooded. No. He's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, normally what I'd say here is each and every week we we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote unquote movie, bad but bad movie, but mm-hmm. you know not each and every week because sometimes hurricanes, it. yeah, extenuating circumstances sure. right. for the most part, yeah. Uh, but but we we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Mm-hmm. We come in here and talk about it for the first half, then we rate them good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks, robot jocks, hooray for robot jocks. However, there are bad bad movies. So since stay away, they get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Oh, boo, that's not our thing. I don't even know what that is anymore. Yeah. yeah. Sparkly vampires or something. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to find a new one soon. Sure. Okay. It's approaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, we're we're starting a new thing. Or we were going to start a new thing last week, but yeah. we're, we're doing Blood Timber. Blood-tober. Blood-tober. <laughs> I don't know what fucking month it is. <laughs> yeah. My God, this hurricane fucked with us. Oh, man. We're out of practice. We're just doing so much blood, it's, it's, it's carried over into Blood Timber. <laughs> yeah. And... Blood Emberary. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blood A. <laughs> yes. Blood A times. Blood A good times. Okay. Uh, but no. Blood Tober. Yes. Is what we're doing. Um, because we were like, well, Chuck's watched a shitload of horror movies in 31 and horror, 31 and 31. Right. Uh, you know, YouTube.com slash watercooler. Of course is where you can um, find that. So <laughs> rather than subject him. I love the look on his face every time we say it. Rather He's than always su- disgusted with us for pimping his own site. <laughs> rather than subject him to like any more horror movies, we were like, you know what? We like things that have blood in them. Yeah. <laughs> like, the word. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We sure do. <laughs> we like engorged yeah. things. Yeah. Full of blood. Yeah, fucking and, nailed uh, it, man. <laughs> give me a blood pinata and I'm happy, man. Movies that have the word blood in them are generally kind of up our alley. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're usually kind of violent and, you yep. know, full of full of blood. Right. Uh, uh, started with Blood Fist, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> 1989. <laughs> Worst injury ever. <laughs> uh, but we're having fun at least. Yeah. My God. <sighs> Oh, fuck. Uh, Don the Dragon Wilson. Yeah. Somehow his debut on the Banff cast. Yeah. How? I don't know how. Yeah. How it took 345 episodes to get. Well, you know what? I usually I usually edit the uh, the the plot summary to take people's names out of it. But you know what? Don the Dragon Wilson plays retired kickboxer Jack Ray, who travels to Manila after his brother is killed. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Who was he? He was favored to win a kickboxing championship. Uh-huh. His brother, he, you know, Jake realizes he must enter the actual competition himself to flush out his brother's killer. So, brother killed, 
mysteriously after a competition, which mm-hmm. she was favored to win. Don Dragon Wilson gets the news, goes to Manila, enters the same contest. Right, there, and then your... credits. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you see Bloodsport? <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> going to say. Have yeah. you seen Kickboxer? Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Well, technically, this came out before Kickboxer. Okay. Like, yes. by two weeks, I think. But So they Bloodsport. read the script. Yeah, they read the script or Bloodsport, because yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it's uh, it's Roger Corman produced picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he may have just like seen a trailer for for Kickboxer and be yeah. like, "Let's do that before mm-hmm. and get it out before they do." That seems like his kind of mo. That is a, a Roger Corman staple. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, we don't really even get to know his brother. In fact, like the the way the movie opens, it looks like the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of. Yeah, it, it, like, it is very much a climactic fight. Yeah, like, well, because we, we like, join right near the end. Yeah, of. it's a guy we know. It's not any of our stars because we we didn't really mention. Um, Don Dragon Wilson is is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Billy Blanks. Hooray for Billy Blanks! Yeah, yeah. Bamcast alone. I don't believe he has any lines in the movie though. He growls. Yeah, he yeah, is there strictly to kick people in the head. Yes, but yeah. there's there's other um, actual martial art champion people mm-hmm. making up the uh, cast. Yes, they're kind of the two. That survived into acting, you know, world uh, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Ones we would know. Yeah. Um, but like we're watching this dude. You know, we can tell it's not one of the main people, and it looks like the end of the movie because it's like, what are you doing? You're supposed to take a dive or something like that. The, the, first off, the audio on this movie is horrible. Like, so there's going to be a lot of times where we don't there really know is exactly. A lot of ADR. Yeah, we don't know exactly what they said because sometimes the audio is that terrible. Um, yeah. Well, and it's also a lot of times it's, oh, God, the scene just ended yeah. and we have to get like a sentence worth of dialogue into half a second. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of that like hidden ADR, you know, the, the person has just turned their head and it's like, OK, now I got to say this. <laughs> right. And scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're just kind of seeing the brother who we don't know yet, but mm-hmm. we're just seeing two people fight in a. Yeah. And he's getting beat yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, Got the blood coming out of the mouth. This movie's not shy about bloody faces. No, no. Which I appreciate in martial arts movies. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, he's getting beat. And then finally, he's just like, you know what? Screw this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit. Yeah. And proceeds, I'll turn the tables and fight yeah, you now. <laughs> and proceeds to beat the crap out of the guy. Mm-hmm. And kills win. him. Yeah. Like kills him pretty much dead right there on the mat. Yeah. Butch kills that boxing man. Dead. Mm-hmm. And he's like, woo, I, I won. I'm, Let's yeah. have some drinks. I'm the blood fister. Let me walk down this alley that's totally safe. Yeah. And it's not safe at all because nope. he gets jumped. Well, yeah, he's also very drunk. Yeah, yes, he, he is at very this drunk. Point, he's just staggering Which would around. explain how a champion fighter who just killed a man in the ring can be taken down yep. in an alley. But he gets jumped and he gets dead. Yep. And then a man steals his hat and a man steals his money. Yep. Because, hey, man. Life, and then, life is cheap in the Philippines, yeah. apparently. Yeah. We don't really know. that. He, I mean, he's not moving very much, but we don't really know he's dead. No. I mean, it just kind of looked like he got the shit beat out of him. Right. And guy took his stuff. And then it's pretty much, hey, we're in America. Mm-hmm. There's Don the Dragon Wilson working at this gym with a dude named Hal. Big, hairy, mm-hmm. like, hippie dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, And they, 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 it's him. It's Hal and Jake's self-defense gym or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Hal and Jake's. 
Yeah, it is yes. self defense. I, th- I thought it was Taekwondo from him. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's just something about self defense. Yeah, um, and they, it's weird. It seems like they're got this shady operation because they're doing this thing where Don the Dragon Wilson is. I'm just gonna say Don Wilson from now on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't, he doesn't need his little no, no, nickname every Jake. time. Jake. Jake is punching this inflatable punching bag, and they've got some sort of thing that makes it kind of like deflate slash explode mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's confusing it's just like it's not set up it's just like all right here you go three two one poo and he punches and it explodes and all the kids go yay mm-hmm. and then he sits down on the ring and proceeds to like tell them boxing stories and they're like how'd you get that scar and he's like well i I donated it Don- to my half uh, yeah. kidney to my half brother. Yeah. Like, nah, come on, how'd you really get it? He's like, all right, there's this knife fight, and there's like ten guys, and they're like, yeah, and they all stabbed me in the same place. <laughs> and basically, they're just like, wow, and it, it just sets up that he doesn't have, he's missing a kidney. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why he's not a fighter anymore. Right, because to fight with one kidney is suicidal. suicidal. Yes, yeah. but it never comes up again. No, no. I was about to say, <laughs> no, nope. because he gets, does not come up ever again. I mean, it's pretty much like they're hanging out in. Uh, in the office and he gets a call from Manila and how Hal just goes on this little memory nostalgia trip. <laughs> yeah. Like in the middle, like he's trying to take this call. that's like a bad connection, you know, a 1980s phone call connection from mm-hmm. Manila mm-hmm. and probably with the delay and everything. And like, he's like, hello, hello, who is this? And, and Hal's just having a conversation of one. He's yeah. like, I had some good times in Manila, yeah. man. It's my favorite place. <laughs> Manila. Let me tell you about this massage Woo. parlor in Manila. <laughs> Basket tricks, yeah. yeah. And then Don Wilson's like, "My brother's dead." Yeah, he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah." In uh, Manila, yeah. <laughs> that's like the best place, man. Yeah. How'd that, that happen? Doesn't sound like my Manila. <laughs> so Jake gets himself the best seat on a plane, a plane, oh, plane ticket from L.A. to um, also the Dolby. tallest plane ever. Yeah. Yes, with some dope wallpaper. Yeah, it's got yeah. some dope wallpaper, and he has a two seats all to himself. Uh huh. And he's, I don't know why, but he's got his luggage just opened on the seat next to him. He's got a bag full of t-shirts. He does. Hal and Jake's self-defense t-shirts. They're going to franchise in Manila. Yep. And he lands in the Philippines and it's, it's classic American guy goes to other country with no plan. It's just like, hello, do you, do you speak English? Like, hello, como esta usted? Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't know. Parlez-vous something? Yeah. Hello. And, And finally somebody... I don't know. He like a kid, kids, kids gets, steal his bag. Yeah, yeah kids steal a bag. He he chases them down and beats up two of them. Now these are children, by the way. Uh, teenagers. They're teenagers. They're still they're teenage toughs. Teenage toughs beats the hell out of the teenage toughs and gets oh, he his... did. well one of the, one of them kicked him in the stomach first. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So he threw that I'm not guy. It's a bad thing. He I'm threw just that guy he's... over a truck. Yeah, uh-huh. and then he did. Well, he threw that guy towards a truck, and the guy threw himself. Over oh, the truck. Hey, potato, potato. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, he beats a couple of them up, and the other one's like, okay, man, here's your bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives it back to him. Sorry, bro. Yeah. And then he steps out and looks at the looks looks at one of the signs in the street that says, Chinatown Police Station, mm-hmm. to which he says. He misquotes Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. He says. He's like, Jake, it's Chinatown or something like that. He it's, says, forget about it. Not, I can't even remember. Yeah, he, he gets it wrong. That's all he, I know. Yeah, is, he does. But I can't even say it how he gets it wrong because I can only hear the real one in my head. Yeah, but, forget it, Jake. But it's yeah, Chinatown. he makes a Chinatown Jake joke. Yeah. We're like, all right. Fun. You, you got your one guy. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, then he goes into the precinct and meets with the with the lead detective or whatever. Yeah. Who opens a drawer and he's like, yeah, there's your brother. And it's just like, there's an urn. 
And he's like, well, I guess yeah, <laughs> it's going to be tough to identify the body they did, from here. He did specifically say, I've got to go to Manila to identify my brother. Mm-hmm. And then they open up a drawer full of urns. Like, that's their cold storage. It's yeah. just urns. Yeah. yeah. Because we we kept making the joke he was going back to get his his yeah. kidney back <laughs> he's like, and he had could, like you, uh, he's got twelve hours to find his brother's body yeah. and <laughs> rescue his kidney, <laughs> but they just cut to here's an urn you're like oh the shit. doctors yeah. refused to perform the operation therefore he had to use his blood fist, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah you know they have pictures of his bloody brothers yes just body. mangled corpse like here yeah. take a look at this and yeah. here's the police report that, that's him right he's yeah. like fuck yeah. The the cop, by the way, is like one of the biggest guys in every Philippine anything movie. He's mm-hmm. he was in all like the the Pam Greer women in prison yeah. movies from there. I mean, he's he's a staple of all these things. He like just that guy is in everything. Mm-hmm. His filmography is insane. So yeah. I thought he was going to have a bigger role in this and he totally doesn't. Yeah. But he's really just there to be like, OK, you got what you came for. Now get the hell out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like the way, like the flavor of this scene where Jake's kind of looking over things and this guy is just like yelling at other people. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, yeah. He's getting phone calls and people are giving him files and he's yeah. just angry. And, and they're not subtitling any of no, it. So it's, it's like, just like it's it feels as confusing as it would for Jake being in there. Yeah. But he finds a red sash mm-hmm. or a red piece of cloth. And he's yep. like, what is this? And he's like, don't worry I, about that. He's like, I know what you're thinking, Jake. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a piece of advice. Get on a plane and go back to the U.S. <laughs> yep. Today. Mm hmm. And he's like, uh, nah, then nah. there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah. So I'll, I'll not do that. Yeah. <laughs> so wanders and, around a bit more and happens to see two guys walking around with the red, mm-hmm. with the red, uh, jackets on. Yep. And they, they're going into the house of the red fist or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he, he just, he just walks in basically. And immediately he's peeking through a fence to watch, you know, a bunch of dudes train and two guards. Like, I mean, you're seeing point of view, him with his face through the fence and then two faces on either side of him mm-hmm. pop into the, the yeah. little circular cutout on the fence and, and he's scowl like, him away. Yeah. And he's like, all right, but he's not accepting that. No. Um, he hides his bag of t-shirts mm-hmm. and he hops the fence <laughs> and he goes on top of the wall to watch one of the kickboxers mm-hmm. just being the hell out of these guys. Like everyone's coming up to challenge him. Yeah. And he's just, you know, he's breaking arms and, He's Mohawk giving people man. Indian burns and yeah, just yes. horrible, horrible things. He's doing the thing where he grabs their hand and then they go, ah, you, yeah. you're putting pressure on my hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. so he's like watching that. And then like suddenly two guards with sticks have surrounded <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake on the on the fence. Um, and they have a little bit of a fight. And then Jake drops down and the two guys hit each other mm-hmm. and fall over. And the people who were watching the fight are now watching this, mm-hmm. and they're all like, yay! <laughs> Except yeah. for the dude fighting, who's like, grr. Yeah, he's not happy. Someone's someone's taking his shine. Well, he's also basically our, our tongue po from kickboxing. Oh, yes. Yeah, he's just like, oh, hey, big muscular dude who looks evil all the time. Yeah. 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 I wonder if he's going to be the guy he has to fight at the very end. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so he's like, oh, okay, well, I and guess. And then he just has to run away, because more guys with sticks show up. So yeah. he runs along the top of the fence, and... He discovers his bag is gone. No, well, he jumps onto a tuk tuk that's driving oh, by or yeah, whatever. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's not tuk tuk, but it's a little tuk-tuk. one of those little buses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little mini bus, little one. And it's really the bus from the Great Muppet Caper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's how he gets away, and he comes back, mm-hmm. and he uh, goes and fun- looks for his bag. It's yep. not there. No. But there's a guy there who's like, "Oh, you're always in such a hurry." He's painting. He's yeah. drawing stuff yeah. over in a gazebo. Yeah. And Jake's like, "Hey, man, there was a bag here. Did you find it?" And he's like, "Oh." 
He's like, I'm in a big hurry. I got to get somewhere. He's like, oh, you're always in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I might know something. <laughs> I might have your bag. Yeah. Here's your bag. <laughs> I'm a guy. I might know something. <laughs> I know where your bag is. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know where it is because I took it. Yeah, I mean that's basically what it is. Yes, but uh, he kind of befriends Jake. He does. Yeah, and he's like, "Come on, let's go to this bar." Yeah. Well, and, I'll tell you all about things, mm-hmm. stuff. Um, you know, starts explaining who like the Red Fist are and everything, and there's there's a table on the other side of the bar where a bunch of them are sitting around playing cards mm-hmm. and it's loud and raucous and Jake just keeps looking over there. Mm-hmm. He's like, and Man, this, what's those guys deal? Yeah. And this one guy, clearly the American of the bunch mm-hmm. just looks back. He's like, Hey, what's your deal? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? And Jake's just like, nothing. Like immediately just like, nothing. You know? <laughs> just like, hey, okay. Well, I'll say that to my face. You know, what, what are you looking yeah. at? So this guy, this guy, they're on like an upper level yeah. kind of, and he hops down off the upper level and gets in Jake's face. And he's mm-hmm. like, what are you looking at, man? Yeah. And Jake's like, nothing, man. Nothing. And he's like, what are you looking at? Hit me. Yeah. Well, even before this, there's there's a little bit of a thing that's kind of important to the rest of the movie only because it's kind of goofy how uh-huh. it keeps coming back up, is there was another guy at the table who was trying to put hands upon the waitress that was serving yes. them. Mm. And he kind of was like, hey, stop that. And then like hands her... A, a fair sum of money, I'm guessing. Yes. And it's like, take the rest of the night off. And that that's it for this scene. Mm-hmm. She will reappear. She, yeah, she stealthily appears in many <laughs> scenes. But uh, yeah, so he's like, hit me. Yeah, basically. Yeah, he's and just like, like, what? And then so they kind of, he start, uh, this guy, this American guy, just starts kind of tossing Jake around. Mm-hmm. And they end up on the floor and he's like, come on punch me i i she, i'm bluffing i've got a pair of yeah. twos <laughs> help me steal my money yeah, back. And, and jake goes a pair of twos yeah <laughs> he's like that's all the money i have it, it's all right it's really weird because i based based on like the way he was acting throughout all the other things in this movie it's really weird that our hero was just like yeah i'm in on this scheme to basically yeah. steal money from the poker table yeah because yeah. he, he was antagonizing the guy to begin with right and then it's just like yeah all right i'm with you and they do this whole thing where he throws them up over back up over the partition where they were at. And he grabs the money and he's like, and he basically gets like grabs the money, lands on the ground. And is like, let's get out of here. Well, it's like, well, like, let's I, take this outside. I, yeah. I, well, no, I mean, he's like, kind of like, we got away with it. And like right in front of the guys is like, mm-hmm. they can hear you, yeah. you know, right? And, yeah. But they just walk out of the bar like arm in arm, like we're best friends now. Well, they're arm in arm best friends, like bosom buddies walking down the street. Yeah. But they're also like fake talking, like they're still fighting. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't hit me again. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. he's like, ah ha ha. He's like, I'm gonna show you around town. And they walk literally two doors down, and it's like, here's my place. <laughs> Let's go. Upstairs. You live here now, Jake. Yeah, you're here. Enjoy everything yeah. that is mine. And this is where he, like. The only way to describe his friend through most of it is a really happy, coked up dude. He's like, like a human run on sentence. Yeah. He's like, just like, like, just everything that comes out of him. It's like, it starts in the middle of a sentence and ends before the sentence would end. It's mm-hmm. just, it's this weird, just like, I was, bro, he, we he, were fighting in the day. Yeah, he's this human, <laughs> he's this human puppy dog just bouncing yes. around. Yeah. And he's, and he's like, all right, yeah, well, my name's baby. Cause my parents could never make up their minds. So they just kept it. And, and he's like, and Jake's like, wait, what? Yeah. And it's like, I'm gonna turn on the shower, but I'm also going to puke. No. <laughs> and then, yeah, because somehow like between getting there and getting to that, like leaving that place and getting to the house, mm-hmm. he's just like got 
Oh, he's shit high and oh, drunk. He's, he's totally just at like, the same time. He's I, high on the scheme. Yeah, this <laughs> is like we that. pulled it off. I am so yeah. wasted. <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm going to take a shower." Yeah, and he he has a note that it opens and says, "I'm on the roof. Come get me." And he's like, "Take care of this." <laughs> mm-hmm. So Don Wilson goes up to the roof, and there's a lady up there. Yep. Kind of dancing, kind of aerobicizing, kind of just, I don't know. There's a lot of things in this movie that happen to Don Wilson where he will look at something and what he's looking at is in slow motion, but he is not. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. But so he she's up there dancing in slow motion and he is moving towards her in regular motion. And then she's just like, who are you? And he's like, I'm I'm Jake. And she's well, like, oh, well, great in American. Yeah, first, first she says something in what is the language in what's the language of the Philippines? Uh, Tagalog. No, no, oh. that's a cookie. Tagalog. <laughs> is, that, is that not? I don't know. Tag- I think that is. We don't know. I, I, we should have looked this up we beforehand. But, but she says something to him in the language of the Philippines. Yes, in the beautiful language of the Philippines. <laughs> this is where we show our horrible <laughs> xenophobic okay. whiteness. I, I think I added okay. an in by mistake, but okay. it's Tagalog. He's right. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, but so she says something to him in Tagalog, <laughs> not Tagalong, according to Chuck. I I threw the in there by mistake. I that was uh, All right. that was a Freudian yeah, slip so she of says, cookies. And and he's like, and he gives us like, what? And she goes, how long have you been up here? Mm-hmm. Long enough to see whatever the hell it yeah. is you're doing. <laughs> and she's like, oh, another American. Yeah. And then she's like, you took him and got him drunk, didn't you? And he's like, what? I just got here. Yeah. I live here now, but yeah. I just got here. <laughs> and somehow she immediately pins that he's from Southern California, which yeah. is weird. But Well, she she uses his accent to determine where he's from, which, by the yeah. way, we should talk about the way that Don the Dragon Wilson speaks. Yeah. Because for the longest time, we were all struggling with who the hell does he sound like? Mm-hmm. And none of us were sure, is he being dubbed? Is I mean, what's what's happening? Yeah, I, I have to be honest. I don't think I've ever seen another Don Wilson. Movie. I haven't either. This is the first. I mean, I've always been aware of him, but mm-hmm. I've never seen anything he's ever done. It's weird that it's worked out that way. So he, for some reason, I and it's, you know, he's I don't he's not trying to do it or anything. It just so happens that he sounds like Michael Bean from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once that clicks into place, the whole, that's all you hear the rest mm-hmm. of the time is that guy. So, I don't know. Maybe they grew up in the same town. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. He it, sounds exactly like Michael Bean. Yeah, like, it's we weren't sure if he was dubbed by Michael Bean. Yeah, for a while. but he's not. Now he dubs himself a lot in mm-hmm. this, but you can hear natural sound on occasion, and it's definitely his speaking voice. So enjoy that <laughs> during the film. <laughs> now that you know it, you won't waste any time trying to figure it out mm-hmm. and not paying attention to the glorious movie that is unfolding in front of you. So yeah. But anyway, they go back downstairs and I, I I think baby has like started to take a shower with his clothes on because he's kind of wet, but he's still, still dressed up. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just and she's like and she's basically like, oh, you gave him dr- you got him drunk. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's also like, Jake, you don't have to stay here. Mm-hmm. You know, you, don't worry about him. You're good. Thanks yeah. for bringing him back. Get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. Deal's a deal, man. Mm-hmm. He owes me dinner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, a life debt. So is they to me. they go on a dinner sort of date thing. Yeah, they go to the noodle cart. Yeah, he and the girl. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, I it's not established who she is. I, if they say it, I don't remember. I believe they did say it. Did his they? Sister. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I for a while was not sure. Yeah. When he pops out of the shower, I believe he's like, "Hey, this is my sister." Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I caught that because 
you know, it, it definitely comes back later because. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, but I just meant up to this point, I was yeah. like, well, is that a girlfriend? Who is that? Mm-hmm. But OK, yeah. But they go to the noodle cart, have have a meal. She's listening to tapes of how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's odd phrases. Yeah. It's but, my car needs servicing. And then how <laughs> yeah. do you phrase that a different way? My broken car is in need of service. <laughs> <laughs> the servicing on my car is defunct. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's the is le- there a recall on my vehicle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is sauerkraut in my wheel. <laughs> How does one get the gold from the airbag? Because your daughter 18. <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, they have a date, whatever. Yeah, yeah. it's the lamest date, though, because she's just sitting there listening to that the whole time. Yeah, and I don't Yeah, but they're good. After yeah. that, it's just, it's training time, man. Well, he goes back to guy who stole his bag mm. and I, I just how they get from point a to b point b i don't know but it's it's just oh so you're you're here looking for your brother's killer and it's tied to this fight okay let's train you right mm-hmm. now and man it, you do training montages after you established the dude for a little while yeah this starts with the training montage and mm-hmm. that's it it's just like we will now start your training and it's a montage yeah of him having to run up a mountain, and if he gets, I guess in a certain time, he gets to have the mango. Before the sun reaches its apex, oh. he gets a mango for breakfast. So he can judge the apex however he wants. Mm-hmm. But now, like, intercut with all this are all the other dudes training, because the mm-hmm. guy has taken him through the gym to introduce That's right, yeah. introduce the the unique character that is each and every person in there. Um there's one dude, kind of an American-looking guy with a mustache, who can only fight to music. And then there's Mean Mohawk Guy and Billy Blanks. Yeah, well, Mean Mohawk Guy, known for... He was he was napalmed in Vietnam. Yes. And now that he has grown up, he takes out his aggression on his opponents and sometimes murders them. Yes, including his sparring partner at that moment when they walk by. Yeah. That man is dead. Yep. <laughs> Gets a knee to the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah. So they start training, which uh, which it makes me wonder uh-huh. who spars with this guy. I who's like, you know what, that guy who murders people, <laughs> I bet he's all right. I think they just bring people in sight unseen. They have oh, no, no idea. Hey, hey, yeah, here, fight huge mohawk guy. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, he'll pull up. <laughs> yeah, but just no. tap him on the shoulder, and then he won't break your fucking neck. Yeah, nope, he murders them all. Yeah. Um. So Don Wilson has to run up a. Uh, mountain, which is in reality a volcano. Yes. An active volcano. Yes. Um, which I believe he has said that he would not do that again. Yes. <laughs> it's very dangerous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, he runs up a volcano and runs along yeah, the top uh, of it. Apparently the plan was to have him run up temple steps. They couldn't originally. find any. <laughs> they couldn't find any in the Philippines. <laughs> so, yeah. That sounds like a Roger Corman thing. And it's just a lot of like, okay, now you will kick stuff and here's some bottles, kick those. Yeah, well, he establishes, you know, Jake's a boxer. He's mm-hmm. not a kickboxer. Right. Mm-hmm. Now and, you have to and, learn how to do that. Yeah, and his and his trainer guy says, you know, who's more dangerous, the guy with four clubs or the guy with, with two clubs? Yeah. He says, don't be the guy with the two clubs, loser. So they got to they got to So you got to you got to kick a lot of bottles, son. Mm-hmm. A lot of bottles. And, you know, you get Billy Blanks doing the splits and um, some kids throw like 
fruit at Don Wilson, <laughs> to a, which he... It wasn't run by fruiting. He slaps away in slow motion, which looks really dumb. Well, there's one where it, it, it appeared... Because, the, like, the kids start, and they're just pelting him with these berries or whatever, and then the um, Quan guy gets into it. Yeah. And there's one where it... It appears that, like, for whatever reason, the take, like, he barely got the thing to him, so he had to kind of, like, reach out and, and slap at it, yeah. and it's, yeah, in slow motion, it's just like, <laughs> it just looks really wow, dumb. okay. Yeah. Yeah, they they waste their slow motion on some weird stuff in they this do. movie, because there's fake slow motion during some of the fight scenes, mm-hmm. which is like, come on, if you're going to film anything in slow motion, make it the damn fight scenes. Yep. Yep. But, but yeah. This movie... But, but dates to the face. It... <laughs> they filmed that in slow motion. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nuance is not something familiar to this film. This film is, my God, we've got to get this made and out in two weeks. So, oh, it, can, so yeah. it could be in the video store by the time Kickboxer comes out in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that montage goes on for a while. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. And then it's kind of... I, I was going to say, like, they kind of blew something in the montage here because... it. Well, I guess, it, I guess it's kind of the end of the montage. She finally gets up the mountain in time or mm-hmm. whatever. And... In that, when he finally makes it, they kind of establish there's this tree that when he gets up at the top and he stands at a certain point, he looks at the tree and the sun's mm-hmm. like right there. And mm-hmm. I guess that was like his, oh, you're, yeah, I know I made it if I mm-hmm. get here and I can see the sun and it's a, in the crack of this tree, yeah. Yeah. the split here. But they never set that up beforehand where I was like, oh, well, it's just it's just past it now. They were showing it, but they weren't explaining what right. he was supposed to mm-hmm. do with it. But like, even, like during this montage, you're seeing like baby spar with people but he's just being a total dipshit about it he's just like yeah. woo i'm in a fight i'm gonna punch you come on woo we're having a good time here mm-hmm. it's like dude take it seriously you're the best friend you're gonna die so yeah you <laughs> you need to at least make it look good well which is weird because later on he's actually a pretty good fighter he's when not bad gets, if he takes yeah, it seriously yeah, but he's just a giant tournament. he's just a giant goober yeah he just can't control it. Like you said, he's he's like a he's like a big puppy. He's like a St. Bernard puppy mm-hmm. or something where it's just like he doesn't know his own size and strength. Um, but yeah, so that eats up a good chunk of the film. And then it's basically yeah. like, and now the tournament is well, here. Well, he, he's also establishing the relationship with the sister. Because mm-hmm. like there's a point where he's trying to stretch his legs in the hallway. And then she does the least subtle. Well, she's a dancer. So yeah. she's also in there stretching her legs. <clears throat> And then she's yeah, like, she's showing him how to stretch and how she's like, your legs are tight. Yeah. Feel yeah. mine. Feel, feel here and yeah. see how not feel the I inside am. of my thigh yeah. right here. And, and he's like, yeah, you're right now. And then they make out. Mm-hmm. Well, they, it, yeah. And then, and, and of course the trainer guy walks in and he's like, anyone want some coconut milk? Oh, uh, uh, mm. he just stands uh, there and watches them for a while. And then they're right. like, Hey, let's go out in the hall and do yeah. this. Hey, yeah. Trainer guy. Nobody <laughs> needed towels. Yeah. <laughs> so, they go out in the hall and like they start talking for two seconds and immediately like this old dude runs by them and Jake is like, that hat, where did he get that hat? Mm-hmm. And he chases after this dude and just starts, he finally chases him down and is, is roughing him up a little bit like, hey, where'd you get the hat? And the guy is clearly not speaking English in any way and he's yelling at him to slow down and speak English, but the guy, you know, doesn't know English. And she she translates some of it. Yeah. Yeah, she basically gets... Snake guy, snake guy uh-huh. killed your brother. He saw the whole thing, and he cops come up and kind of try to break it up. And the guy, right before the cop gets there, grabs the hat and it's just like, whoop, whoop, whoop. he's like, takes a, yeah, <laughs> takes off. Yeah. So now he's got some information about the snake. Yeah, he knows that your brother was for killed a by the snake guy in the in the Red Fist Clan yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene on a rooftop um, where Jake and Baby are going to spar, 
Yeah. And Baby's not taking it seriously. Oh, yeah. He's like hugging him on the head and giving him noogies yeah, and stuff. Yeah. He's just in the being a big dumb idiot about it. So, <laughs> trainer guy goes over to him and just is like, yeah, he's pretty soft, uh, probably from fucking your sister all afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he told me he's tired from fucking your sister all afternoon. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this afternoon. Yeah. He's like, you're a liar. And he's like, no, that's what he said. Yeah. He told me. It's like, fine. <laughs> so then they fight for real because it's like, baby finally takes it seriously and goes yeah. nuts and doesn't matter. No. Jake kicks his ass. Yeah. Jake anyway. puts him down. Yeah. <laughs> like, not permanently, but. No, no. Yeah. But he's like, hey. It's supposed to be an exhibition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because, I mean, they, they go and they start, they actually get into the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they go Yeah, there. the real tournament. I mean, which is kind of, I get, you know, we find out later that Quan had like an inside connection the whole time, but it was kind of just like they show up and like, yeah, here you go. Come on in. Like, it seemed like kind of weird that they were able to get into mm-hmm. the super secret tournament you're so just, easily. You're in. So. But yeah. they start and I think they each have a fight and they're kind of celebrating afterwards like they, they each have a fight and they win they, they kind of they fight win their the, qualifying they, matches. yeah they, they fight some nondescript dudes and win easily and baby immediately throws this huge bash all these people are there oh, and, yeah. I, and i think is this the first time that we see the resurgence of the or no, she had she had shown up once before this like, happened like wait like the first yeah the first night after they had met the sister goes to wake baby up right and he pulls the blanket down and he's got like a bra around his head and it just looks like, yeah, that's what this idiot would be up to. Right. Which and, which actually the implications are that he had his sister's bra on his head. At first I thought he was just fucking around with laundry and fell asleep and just mm-hmm. ended up with a bra on his head. But so the girl we saw at the bar that he was defending sneaks into the room, puts a tray of food down and walks back out and then ninjas out the window. It is the <laughs> most bizarre thing. Like it is so not necessary, but it's like from a shot from a doorway with the window out of sight <laughs> she like sideways parkours her way out this window yeah. after delivering food and it's like wait what just happened <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's and, great and i'm like i'm it's, trying she to f- never says a word either no. no and i'm trying to figure out if she was there and that was her bra like yes. the implication she was there I and she left to make food and then mm-hmm. was like i'm out yes yeah. i guess that was the implication yes. mm-hmm. but it seemed like she just snuck in Delivered some food and then like and yep. disappeared. She's but, mysterious. We never she, know anything about her. She's basically more or less attached herself to this guy. Now. Yeah. Oh, she is like, life bonded with him. Yeah. Uh, and but is constantly just in the shadows, sneaking around. Like she's never just there yeah, hanging out. She with sneaks him. in to see his first fight. Yeah. Right. But she yeah. like when he's having like after the after the fight and he's kind of having this party. Like he's just walking around, you know, in a wannabe Hugh Hefner robe, just. <laughs> everybody <laughs> and grabs some random lady and starts to kiss her and she the mysterious waitress lady kind of shows up and is just like no and yeah, <laughs> drags him into a yeah. back bedroom yes. or whatever yes exactly yeah <laughs> yeah M- meanwhile jake has gone up on the roof to talk to the girl and well there was a scene where he was hanging he was batmanning in the rafters while she was stripping yeah in the club yeah because we find out she was a stripper apparently yeah. sure yeah. had no clue yeah <laughs> there's never like, established or anything it's no. suddenly like no. oh there she is on stage yeah. all right it's 10 minutes in the strip club of the one weird awkward white dude in the philippines going yeah this is fantastic yeah, and deciding he can jump <laughs> on stage and start groping women right so he <laughs> to which jake decides no you're off the stage yeah he jumps down from the rafters and is just bouncing this guy right out of there yep. to which everyone's just like how dare you protect I, i'd say he was more phantom of the operating okay. than batmanning fair enough but yeah. she's just like how dare you get the hell out of here i'd never want to see you yeah again. she well no she doesn't say that she says something like i mean it's she says like you can't she says you can't do that and something to the effect of like you have to do things for money or yeah something like it's like it's really 
it's weird. It's weird, and it's very clearly like eighty yard in. Like, oh yeah, we didn't know how to end this scene. Yeah, because the scene ends a second later. Yeah, it, and well, because she yells at him like, "You can't." Sometimes you just got to do what you have to do for that's money. That's what it was. And, and he, yeah. he he gets angry and and does the jump up and kick a hanging light mm-hmm. that's yeah. like above his head just to show, yeah. "Hey, I can kick above my height." Yeah, so I'm so mad. Yeah. yeah, but I guess this is them resolving their issues because yeah. they sure. she talks him up on the roof and she's like. Quan says you're falling for me. And he's like, well, Quan has a big mouth. And she's like, all right, then fuck off. Yeah. And she's so, like, well, whatever. I'm going to yeah. leave and go take yeah. a shower. See you later. So he Spider-Man's down into her. Bed. Well, he takes, oh, wait, his, yeah. shirt he takes his shirt first. off first, which I'm like, well, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. I thought like, he was going to do some like uh, some karate, some angry, angry or, yeah, karate some dancing or something. Angry kicking or something. Some, but no, some Batman and Robin laundry fighting on the roof. <laughs> he yanks off his shirt and then he's like, all right, I guess I'll climb back down mm-hmm. to which. Oh, there you are. In your bathroom. Yeah. I've snuck into your bedroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about the sex now? Yep. And this is where it gets weird from earlier. I mean, yeah, we have our obligatory nudity and all that part, but like they get onto the bed and then that's when baby comes crashing through the door, I believe with, with waitress yeah. lady. I'm I calling her that because I don't think if she has a, they if she, never named if she her. has a name. No, I don't know what it is. They yeah. did not name her. But yeah, they come in and he's and just he's, like. All oh, right. He's yes, like, don't whoops. stop there. Oh, yeah. Don't stop on our account. We're just <laughs> yeah, going to use I mean, your like, window slash roof access. Yeah, go for it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, sister, the sister, sister is, you know, completely topless, wearing basically lingerie mm-hmm. underwear. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And he's laying on top of her. And the, and he's like, all right. Yeah. So cool. the same guy who wanted to kill him earlier. Yep. Well, he realized that he got beat down quick and mm. can't fight that battle. So he's <laughs> oh, just like, okay. he's just trying the, the opposite tactic. Yeah, it's just a like, combination of alcohol and getting your ass kicked. Yeah. It's changed his mind about this relationship. Yeah. He's all like, right. all right. Yeah. Enjoy my sister. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then it's time to fight the next morning. <laughs> and Jake's like rushing in late. And the yeah. trainer's like, where the fuck you been? He's like, oh, I slept in, oh, man. Slept. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I'm good. Yeah. I'll put my robe on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know more fighting. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's at this uh, point we thought Billy Blanks had been eliminated, but it was just the other guy who looked exactly like Billy Blanks. Yeah, um, it, that that was really confusing because yeah. they'd never established another black fighter there at all. Yeah, right. And and he's and, basically the only black character in the movie. So right. when you see a guy that looks with similar in haircut getting his neck snapped by yeah, by it, Mohawk guy, you're like. Well, what the fuck did they have Billy Blanks in here for? And then and half the half the fight scenes are real jittery, kind of like fast action. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, unless they bother to do the fake slow mo or something on somebody's face, you, you honestly can't tell who's in it. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, there's big Mohawk, dude. I recognize him because he's huge. But yeah. we've got two generic, you know, Andy, Andy Sedaris extras here with mustaches <laughs> and feathered hair. Right. You know, like. But yeah, and there's there's just a lot of that, like. You know, kind of like the goofy white guy getting his ass kicked, yeah, type thing that's in all these movies where you know that guy's like really awesome at yeah. actual kickboxing. Yeah, but he looks like an insurance salesman. Yeah, and it's just like, why does that guy know any of this? But he probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake has a fight with the tall mustache dude, and I want to, I want to applaud this movie for doing something subtle, but I don't think it's doing it subtly. I think it just fails miserably at conveying what's happening mm-hmm. in that. So. He's not doing great against the guy, and so his now girlfriend in the audience is just like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to listen to my tape. Um, So she hits play on the radio, but it's rock music and not her language learning. Mm -hmm. Then it cuts to that other dude's trainer who is sneakily trying to turn on some radio because 
This is the guy in a throwaway line of dialogue they said can only fight to music. Oh. So he's got an earpiece in. Guy yeah. fidgets with yeah. this thing, turns it on, and it's the language tape. And the guy freaks out. He just, I can't fight. Mm-hmm. And so Jake is able to kick his ass. Any other movie, I think, would have set that up a little better and oh, yeah. made Absolutely. it look like... Like, it took yeah. me a minute to realize what was going on. I was like, why is she singing about set by hearing music? <laughs> and also, why is now... Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just... It's, okay. It's all... This whole movie is just kind of like they had ideas but never fleshed any of them out and they just because had to go, they go, it go, go. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, okay, this is all we got. Just go. Just do it. We don't have time for nuance. We don't have time for <clears throat> subtlety or detail. Just go. Yeah. So nice try, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is, uh, is this the point where, uh, where baby gets beat? No. no baby gets beat later. in the quarterfinals. Okay. Semifinals actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, he he wins whatever fight he has mm-hmm, then, yeah. and uh, during Jake's fight, he sees the guy in the hat again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh shit, guy in the hat!" And the guy in the hat is kind of fussing over mysterious ninja sex lady. Mm-hmm. They're both kind of fussing around with each other. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell what's happening. Um, so but that's yeah. also distracting. Yeah. Jake. Okay. That that all right. That happens during the Billy Blanks fight. That's is right. what happens. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, eventually, he, well. The, the sequence of events is <laughs> is he uh he yeah he has to fight billy blanks right which, and, other, and other dude baby gets paired up with mohawk guy yeah but that's the next day because his trainer tells him you're gonna have to fight whoever wins this one. okay yeah yeah, yeah all right yeah. but so so uh baby baby wins and then uh jake has to fight billy blanks right and, is, and and sees the guy in the audience and gets distracted. So, you know, and he's fighting Billy Blanks. And there is a good shot of Jake trying to watch the guy in the hat get up. Mm-hmm. And then Billy Blanks jumps into the frame. Yeah. Ha-ha. All angry looking. Yeah. That fight ends with them double kicking each other. Yes. Double jump kicking each other in the face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he gets up and Billy Blanks, I guess, does not. Because he kind of like shakes it off like they both go double kick and it's like did they just double knock each other out and he just is on the ground is like oh okay yeah and yeah, then takes, and takes off and, yeah and it's like immediately gonna go chase the guy which Quan steps in the doorway mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah don't worry about it i talked to him i got his address yeah we'll, we'll go see him later he'll meet with you tonight mm-hmm. yeah he's like all right yeah <laughs> and, it, and it's weird because there's no celebration for this victory despite him being so close to the end right mm-hmm. it's just kind of like i guess he beat billy blanks maybe he's dead i we don't know yeah. we never see him again yeah no. um but it's immediately cut to they're they're walking down the street. They're going to go see this guy, hopefully get some information about mm-hmm. his brother and walk into his apartment. And he, not only is he hung up like by the neck <laughs> dead, but he's like shot or stabbed to mm-hmm. death as There's well. Blood all over his shirt. Yeah. Like he's really he, overkill. He's real dead. <laughs> yeah. Super dead. And as typical in most movies of ours where someone walks in on a hanging body, sirens are heard immediately. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and they're like, we better get out of here. Yeah. Everyone, and keep in mind, this is before the age of cell phones, so this has been very carefully coordinated. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and Quan's just like, I'll take care of it. Just get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And so he has to run from the cops. 
like okay so his his how his buddy from home has shown up at some point yes that's and true. he's just like manila yeah he's <laughs> yeah. i mean he's he again is just like hey kid why why you got my t-shirt take me to this guy th- yeah. this guy right here and of course this random kid is like oh sure yeah i know who that is come yeah. on mm-hmm. and, and leads him right to him so they have well, no they establish it people know him now they know jake because he's doing so well in, the, yes. in this yes. underground tournament that nobody's supposed to know about but his picture's not on there and it just says jake i mean yeah I'm, I'm guessing there's not hey, a ton man. of Jakes running around Manila, but I'm guessing there's hey, probably man. more than one. Nah. No? Nope. Okay. Um, yeah. Anywho, but like that's yeah. only served because he's his his Hal, his buddy, is kind of given this ominous scene. He's seen Quan once and was like, I think I know that guy, mm-hmm. to which is like the kind of point in the movie where you're like, yeah, well, we kind of suspected there might be something up with this guy who mysteriously showed up, took his bag, and started to decide to train him. But, all okay, things. look, it's super weird because they, they run... They, they don't even run, they kind of jog past Hal mm-hmm. and Hal's like, hey, wait, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's never addressed. Yeah, he never like goes to see Jake or anything. He's like, hey, yeah. uh, that guy, I Hal's, recognize your trainer, dude. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Hal is on the fringes of all the scenes from sure. this point on. Yeah, he's always just kind of in the audience, like hanging out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like he's just basically showing up to it so that he has another person cheering him in the audience or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah it serves no other purpose other than just like, hey. <laughs> So yep. we kind of suspect something about Quan now, which but I mean, we'll just get to it. Like Jake's in jail. Well, Jake sees the he sees baby fight. Oh, that's Mohawk right. guy the next morning mm-hmm. and baby loses mm-hmm. the he, Mohawk guy takes like his bandana, but doesn't kill him. But like basically stomps on his chest one step away from killing. Him. Yeah. And they and to get him in the hospital and he and the he and the sister have a fight because he's like, she's like, you knew he wasn't good enough. And you guys kept pushing it. And he's right. like, yeah, minutes away from his final yeah. fight. And she's like, are you going to fight this guy and die, too? She's like, I need someone who's going to live. Yeah. And he's like, well, I. <laughs> yeah. So she totally wet blankets him <laughs> yeah. just before he's, he's supposed to fight. And mm-hmm. it's it's weird because, I mean, I don't know how to talk about the rest of this without just kind of like skipping through to the end, because yeah. like. Well, there's a there's a bam bam bam. Yeah, there, there there is a bam. Yeah, like so. All right, the cops arrest him next. The, co- like, the cops like, arrest as him as soon as he walks out of the the hospital. Right, yeah. but to talk about like finish up baby story because this is so weird. Like they didn't kill him in the ring. Like he's 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 dead or almost dead, hooked up to life support. His sister's like, yeah, even if he wakes up, he's going to be a vegetable with serious brain damage. Yeah, you know. So what's the point? So mm-hmm. he he's dead, dead, and mm-hmm. like a scene later, they do the beep, and he's honestly dead. Yeah, and it's like. Why? Like, well, why not just kill him in the ring? Like, I don't, I don't understand this whole like. Let's get to the hospital. Like, it, I, I just don't see what the motivation part. I, I kind of understand what they're about to try to do, but they did it so clumsily that because what happens is is that the his ninja girlfriend is in the room when he dies. She gets upset, runs to the tournament. Mm-hmm. When I'm, we're gun, skipping ahead, gun, yes, but she has a, a gun and is going to shoot Mohawk dude, Jake stops that because jake has to win if he doesn't win mm-hmm. whatever um yeah because he also there's a point where kwan's like he he's the guy that like he's got a snake tattoo on his ankle he's the guy that killed your yeah. brother yeah but like just to wrap up the right. the yes. the baby storyline she is gonna shoot him misses because jake has kicked him out of the way it immediately is trying to load the gun again for one more shot or something and that's when mohawk dude kind of pimp slaps her to death like just kind of hits her once. Well, she falls and hits. He, something. She knocks her. He yeah. knocks her into something. Okay. Well, but she's dead too. Like I mean, like yes, yeah, she gets killed. 
And I think the movie is like, okay, now that's the motivation to to wake Jake up. Mm. It's 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 one of a chain of events, but it's like that never serves its purpose because one, she doesn't speak, mm-hmm. and two, therefore she never conveys to anyone that baby is dead. Right. So it's zero motivation for anyone yeah. in the scene. Yeah. It's it, like he it's, should have just been killed in the ring. Right. Exactly. Yes. Like that's what should have happened. Exactly. Yeah. But and then but, she wandered off somewhere and yeah. then comes back with right. a gun. Yeah. So anyway, rewinding back yeah. to him getting arrested outside the hospital. Uh huh. Right? Yeah, that's the other. That's the only other thing. This like, other than allowing the uh, Nancy, the lady, to just suddenly wet blanket him out of nowhere. Yeah. The hospital scene serves no purpose whatsoever because it's not motivation, mm-hmm. and it only just gets him to a place where I guess there would be cops outside of a hospital. They're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you." I don't yeah. know how they recognize him from running away in the dark and jumping down, but whatever. Who knows? They do. Anyway, they arrest him. He's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. Meanwhile, Quan is injecting something into the mango, mm-hmm. and then. Is at the at the prison. Yeah, the mango. Did we say that it was his reward for climbing up yeah. there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, but he, is he just had never been. He eats. had never earned it. Yeah. Until that point, so right. he, he injects the mango with something, mm-hmm. and then goes to the goes to the jail and kind of talks to him long enough to get the guard to go away, and he's basically like, "Oh yeah, be here when the door unlocks at four p.m. and you'll be able to escape. Whatever. Eat this mango. Yeah." And here's the mango. You can right. eat it. He's like, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So he, then he goes back to, you know, they're, the fight is about to start. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, Mohawk guys getting a nice massage beforehand. Yeah. Yes. Um, and Jake busts out of jail, gets there, you know, and that's when Quan tells him, okay, yeah, the, the, he killed right. your brother. He's, he's got an asp on his leg. It's the most dangerous type of snake. Mm-hmm. So, and also, are you sure you ate the mango? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he ate it on the way over. He's like, okay. Yeah. He's like, good. good but good. he's also, he's all, he's clearly just like. Oh, the second he enters the arena, he stumbles up the steps. Yeah. And, and about he's sweaty the, and drugged. About and, the time he gets like where Spotlight is, uh, and when they're like announcing the two people, they don't really announce yeah. it, but it's like they clap the things and the fight's mm-hmm. about to start and it goes into the I'm fucked up vision camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we haven't mentioned that the last two fights are basically like they turn off all the lights in the arena and yeah. it's just spotlights. Yeah. It's bad because then it's just like two dudes in a warehouse somewhere filming yeah. close-ups and it's just like... Yeah, because the other fights were like well-lit. Yeah. You see everything fights. These are like, yeah, two the guys in a warehouse with a spotlight. With a very weak spotlight mm-hmm. on them. And then, cut, and then cut to the crowd or yeah. whatever. But yeah. yeah, so he's trying to fight this guy and just getting his ass kicked. And, mm-hmm. you know, the world is all acidy and slow motion. Yep. And- Girl comes in. That's when the whole commotion with the gun happens. Yep. Right. Um. And yeah, in in saving in saving Mohawk guy's life is basically Jake gets her killed. Kind of, More yeah, because he yeah. gives Mohawk guy time to go over and slap her to yeah, death and kill her. Yes, yeah, but uh, like you said, it, it's not the actual motivation it should be, mm-hmm. but it does wake him up where it's like, okay, it's time to beat ass. Yeah, because yeah. like, well, that, what that's also, yeah, also, yeah, it's the best scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets he gets extra super slow mo yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. He's in total drug trip. Yeah, where like the sister is screaming at him in slow motion that you know I 
you know, just not motivational stuff. Yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, I, I told job. you. <laughs> Fuck nuts. Yeah. But then it finds Hal in the crowd. <laughs> and Hal. And Hal slowed down sounds like Satan. <laughs> yep. Basically, the devil has shown oh, up. Oh, but it's great. And he has so many lines of dialogue to get out in this slow-mo scene. He's just rattling off all well, this information. And, and I love that he's doing it in the midst of a crowd that's making all this noise, but like Jake's drug state has given him super focus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like he took the peyote correctly and it's just <laughs> yes. laser focused on Hal, who's like, yeah, who's like, well, you mix Jake. it with just a little bit of Adderall. Yes. You're, you're good, man. Focused on Jake. <laughs> yeah. It's Quan. He's like, I was here 20 years ago, and that guy's the he snake. He was <laughs> fixing fights way back when. It's an old tradition where a guy is called a snake, and the rat is the guy who's set up to take the fall. He did actually say that part. The, the, the girlfriend sister yeah. imparted that whole rat Snake. Yes. I hope you understand <laughs> what I'm saying, Jake. But he ends with, he bad against you. Yeah. And then repeats it, against you. <laughs> and this, so. Well, this, and I love how it's shot, too, because it's like, you know, kind of got the crowd around him mm-hmm. and he's like cupping his hands around yes. his mouth, shouting in slow motion as well. Yes. And so what happens so is, is basically. Jack Bauer fighting off the heroin because mm-hmm. Jake just gets up and is just like, I ain't got time for the drugs in my system. Yep. Time to be a fighter. And he fights. <laughs> yeah. And just fights that dude. Just yeah. He's like, okay, now no more drugs can bother me. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting man because he yeah. bet against me. <laughs> yeah. And he eventually like he, he's able to kick him into some kind of like railing thing where he gets tangled up. Yeah. yeah, and he basically grabs one of his arms and mm-hmm. yanks it up, which yep. I'm assuming would dislocate his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, there was a breaky sound because, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, imagine a rail that has like a handrail, but then like the the um, lattice or whatever underneath mm-hmm. it. So he's got it jammed between the two metal bars. Yeah, you know. So and uh, yeah, it just kind of pulls up, and I'm yeah. I'm assuming some then, sort of fracture. Yeah, and then yeah. rips out his earring and holds it up for the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then which, which the way the way it's shot too, it almost looks like he yanks off his ear. Yeah, yes, and holds it up for the crowd, and then flings it into the crowd. Yeah, yeah this bloody earring he throws <laughs> in the crowd. Hey, people, yeah. who's had a tetanus <laughs> shot? <laughs> Fuck that. We don't even have a yeah. shots for all the other stuff you're gonna get from yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, uh. <laughs> who's got no hope? Yeah. Have this hearing. But who, like, so who he, wants a randomly blood transmitted disease? Wee! But he wins, and there's absolutely no pomp and circumstance whatsoever. Oh, no. He just he leaves. How like <laughs> Quan has just booked out of there because yeah. he's like fuck. Mm-hmm. And Hal is like, it's not over yet, man. Yeah. yeah. So he just walks out amidst other people, just like, wow, that was a good well, fight. He, that was he pretty basically cool walks around a corner into like suddenly there's a stairwell leading down into a. Uh, like an underground temple. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's bizarre because yes. like there's this long, like he just kind of comes around the corner and he's like, Quan, oh, okay, there's stairs here and uh, not only is it underground, but suddenly we're back to the, the alleyway where my brother was killed. Yeah, but like they fight. Okay, so they, they meet up in this big, like, you know, it's it's kind of like this almost arena with stair steps on, on each side of it and it's pouring down rain. They're each standing on each side of this location kind of yelling at each other during the rain, but you can't understand what anyone is saying. 
like they're too far away from each other and the the sound in the movie is terrible so whatever they're shouting back and forth who knows you just kind of have to wait for them to get close to each other and then they start fighting to which jake gets his ass kicked by the guy and the guy go <laughs> the guy just goes whoop, 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 and runs <laughs> down mm. this hallway to another location suddenly he's in the city streets and in the alleyway where his brother died mm-hmm. so they fight there for a while Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot they were in like the arena temple yeah. thing. Whatever. Yeah. Because now it's not raining because they're in an alley. Right. And well, the uh, the best thing about the like the fight while they're in oh, the yes. arena is okay. it starts raining. And this, this happened earlier in the movie, too, where the, the, the crowd was getting amped up for the final fight or whatever, where mm-hmm. the sound clip didn't end very gracefully and they didn't bother to fade them or anything. So it, it sounds like a soundboard. Yeah. It's just like, all right, we have a. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, and sometimes they'll hit another one during it. <laughs> right, <and> just it's <laughs> crowds are not able to make that noise naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, now they have done the same thing. They have one thunderclap clip, and mm-hmm. just mostly keep hitting it when there's a punch yeah. of some sort. Yes, but it's also like not just his. Like at first, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be every time he hits him." No, it's just kind it's of like, "Oh, there's a, there's a punch there that we can see on screen." <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so they do that, and you kind of think it's going to get cool, but it doesn't. They run off to this to the exact location where their mm-hmm. brother died, and they fight there. And they they have foreshadowed the fuck out of this fence, this spiky fence. Oh yeah, thing. and I was shocked when the brother didn't die. On yeah, because I'm like, oh well, it's there. That's what it's there for. Um, but Jake eventually, you know, kicks him onto this fence where he impales, yeah. and mm-hmm. and as he's dying, <laughs> he says, "I have trained you." Well, yes. <laughs> your final lesson is a good offense yeah. is a rusty fence. <laughs> I finally get your point. <laughs> yes. He expires. Yes. Oh, right. Um, and he just happens to walk back out to the temple area and there's there's the girl. Who's the girl like, is right. just kind of taking a stroll. She's just yeah. like, la, la, la. The rain's over. What a day. Oh, look. <laughs> Jake's here. Yeah. Hi, Jake. And I was they, just walking through the, you know, yeah, the they, arena. He yeah. kind of leans on her shoulder and mm-hmm. walks off and credits. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. Credits. Yeah. Blood fist. <laughs> Blood fist. <laughs> Blood fist. Yeah. There's no ancillary awards. There's not no. a song with any lyrics and anywhere to be found in this entire movie. There's a lot of good wailing guitar on the soundtrack. Though. Yeah. There then there's some jaunty like wall climbing music. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's all over the place. But yeah. No words. No. Um, Ratings. Yeah. I'll okay. go. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So, okay, this is not a good movie. It's as as one of these goes, it's badly edited. The pacing is terrible. The some of the fights are pretty good, but others are so woefully bad and badly shot. However, I think there is there is this swirl of entertainment in this somewhere. Part of it is your own doing like you have to bring it yourself. But part of it is just people in this are goofy and the situations are goofy and the way you get from one scene to another is goofy. I'm going to give it two jocks. I, I think it, it's entertaining, but frustrating at the same time because you want another badass karate kicking movie and it's filled with people with talent. It's it, it, they mm. tell you that at the beginning because every cast member has like their accolades underneath who yep. they are. And then you just don't get a lot from that. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating in that regard, but there's there's an essence of something here and just a level of goofiness that makes it entertaining. Yeah. So two jocks. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that exact same rating. Um, yeah, like there are so many better made martial art kumite things out there, including obviously Bloodsport mm-hmm. um, and Kickboxer mm-hmm. and King of the Kickboxers and all of these other things that we've watched pretty much all of somewhere in our lives. Yep. There is something charming about how poorly made this is, though, mm-hmm. and it and it's kind of what we've always championed is that let Roger Corman like so let a new Roger Corman come along, and if you're going to shit out these asylum films, at least make them entertaining in a dumb way, like and not the wrong kind of dumb way, like not the intentionally dumb, right? Way. Yeah, like these people like train the next people who are going to go on and make a real movie someday, not the like. Well, whatever. It's paycheck and shark something uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, and this is just like another perfect example of that is I don't know if this guy ever went on to make real movies or a shitload of Power Power Rangers episodes, but at least it was trying something. And, and, and it's charming in that, like, get it done. Kind of Ed Wood, like, fuck it. What? No, no steps. Let's just climb up a volcano instead. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm surprised how much in the late 80s and early 90s, how we went to the well in all these B and C grade movies of get a martial artist of some kind, give them a hint of an acting class and let's make 12 movies. Oh, yeah. And now it seems like there aren't any of these people. And I find it hard to believe that no one's taking a class with a molecule of personality that someone can't just go, that guy's all right. Let's make some kicking. It movies. seems like Scott Adkins is like the only one. I keep hearing his now. name and I don't understand why. I guess maybe that's it. But I, I, I don't understand why that's the thing. I kept thinking he was a country singer. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I mean, no, like there's obviously something here because there there are nine blood fists. Mm-hmm. Nine. Nine. Eight of them have Don the Dragon Wilson in them. Yes. The one Blood Fist 2050 does not. No, yeah. because it wasn't actually a Blood Fist. Oh. It was Roger Corman getting greedy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Call it Blood Fist. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I don't know how many more Blood Fists we will. We're, pro- we're at least probably going to watch the second one because that's the only one that's a direct sequel. Direct sequel. Yeah. Despite having the same actor, that's the only one that's he's the same character. Yes. So I kind of want to see what has happened to Jake here and, mm-hmm. yeah. and you know, a Catch year later or whatever it is. and But... <laughs> It's not a good movie. Like no, and you're probably not going to find a good copy of it because it's it's out of print DVD and yes. it's just. Tra- I mean, the transfers are terrible. The sound yeah. is terrible. There's a lot of terrible things about it, and yet it's fun in the dumb mm-hmm. kind of ways that we like. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, full disclosure here. Last week I was not <laughs> supposed to be on the show because I was on vacation, mm-hmm. and I watched the movie ahead of time and called in about it to be on the episode that never got recorded because of a fucking hurricane. And uh, I gave it three jocks in that call. Okay. Which was closer to a two jocks. Like it was like a a low end of the three in watching it a second time. It kind of pushed up to the high end of a three for Mm -hmm. me because I didn't have to worry about the plot and could just focus on the goofy stuff. Like the slow motion, you know, the, the slow motion yelling, the uh, you know, like the, the just all the goofiness with baby, just the randomness of her suddenly being a, a stripper through like out of the blue. Like there's a lot of fun things in here, but it also bothered me that the fights just in watching it again, they felt even worse filmed than they did the first time, mm-hmm. which was kind of disappointing there because there's a lot of you can tell like, uh, you know, we're 
we're inserting shots of dudes kicking each other. It's like we don't have a wide angle of it. We just have a take of, all right, this guy's got his arm up and there's a leg coming in. You know, there's a yeah. lot of that sort of thing that I didn't notice the first time. But uh, yeah, it's still, I, I, it's a three jocks. I think I enjoyed it more than you guys and pushed it a little higher up just because of, there is a lot of random goofiness in the performances. But as far as like storytelling goes, yeah, the editing is a, is a train wreck. But it's it's a fun train wreck for me, and it's it helped. Remember, it helped Chuck pointing out that it sounded like Michael Bean throughout. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, "Who the fuck does he sound like?" Because <laughs> like, is somebody dubbing him? Who is that? Yeah. And just it never clicked until you said that, and I was like, "Okay, yep, yep, that's Michael Bean." <laughs> but it's not. It's Don the Dragon Wilson. Yes. Welcome to the show, Don the Dragon yeah, Wilson. I, I look forward to more movies with him. Mm-hmm. I guess I have seen some things with him, but he wasn't like a main person. Yeah. He's been in a lot of like background stuff. Yeah. Like Batman 3, Batman yes, Forever. Yes, he was in Batman Forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, I could not tell you anything about Batman Forever these days. I'm just saying like there's there's some things out there mm-hmm. that I've, yeah. I've seen, oh, yeah. so I was wrong. I have seen a Don the Dragon Wilson movie. He's in the Scorpion King 4. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> right? Sure. Why not? All right. (laughs) Well, shall we take a break in the meantime? Let's. All right, and welcome back. Hey, Bamcast. Yeah, second half. Second half. Let's get right into it. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. we've we had a week second off. Half. We have some things to talk about. Oh God, do we ever, man? So I had some uh, some really timely uh, things that were going to synchronize with uh, what was happening in the world. Uh huh. And and the week went by, and so hey, I'm still going to talk about them because I watched them, and I and I feel like they need to be talked about. First off, first off, let me go ahead and pimp something else. Uh, Chuck and I are going to be doing, we're doing a new Bamcast Extra series. We, we finished are? with a summer movie series. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how far we're going to go. All the way. Chuck seems to think all the way before yeah. we go crazy, but we're doing the entire Amityville series, uh-huh. which is 18, 17, movie, 17 movies eh. at this point. <laughs> is that including the remake? Yes. Okay. So are 17. you going to be combining them in episodes? Eventually, because yeah, the newest one was just the original, like, yes, 1980, was yeah. it? 79. 79. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in honor of that, because I knew we were going to be starting that, I decided to watch The Conjuring 2. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember, I, I didn't particularly care for The Conjuring. Boo. There are, well, all right. So, there are things about <laughs> The Conjuring I like. They're like the, the tension bits are what James Wan, I think, gets really, really right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything else. Like, <laughs> he. He just has like a, a, a smorgasbord of ideas and doesn't say no to any of them in like a script, it seems. It's just like, I don't know. What about this? This might splinter off into another series like Annabelle. Like, it's just like it, it feels all of his movies, his horror movies feel like they're just peppering things in. It's like, I, I don't know. This doesn't really make any context. It's mildly creepy for the moment. Go. And it, it, I don't know. It just it feels cheap. It, it feels cheap. And like he's just casting a net into like. I don't know. Maybe this one will take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? and, mm-hmm. and and this was no different. I mean, there are there are interesting and cool things in it. Ultimately, though, it's like I still didn't like it. And I mean, man, the movies are just too long too. Like, 
man, both Conjuring and Conjuring 2 are long. Like, way too long for a goddamn horror movie. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know why. I just, I thought maybe occasionally a sequel changes my mind about the original. Like, the greatest example being Paranormal Activity. <laughs> really, really didn't like the first one. I liked every other one. <laughs> like, that's the most bizarre thing. I liked all, I mean, in some degree, I liked all the other Paranormal Activity movies except for the first one. But the strange thing is you still need to suffer through the first one just for the fact that it's going to tie back in and reference it. Yeah, because it's a dumb mythology. Yeah, it is. They've created a dumb mythology, but I, I enjoyed it along See, the way. It's so I've dumb. I've only seen that first one mm-hmm. still. I I feel like I should go back and watch. You really the, should. Like two is, two is like just like one, but with a not annoying family. Yeah. And three is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> three yeah. is well, so good. Yeah. It's I might as well ask this now because I, I somebody I forget who it was now on Twitter, but mentioned it that, you know, in talking about the new Blair Witch, mm-hmm. which is uh, found footage again. Um, what is it with found footage movies and just like shit birds populating all of them? Like characters, you're just like, fuck you guys. Like, like. Like I like I think about the original Paranormal Activity. I'm just like, man, everything about this is awesome except these people. Well, like okay. fuck these people. I want them to die. I don't even care about saving them because they're so shitty. I, I have a theory to that. If you want to know, okay. I do. That's why. Okay. I, that's why I'm yeah. asking. Well, but like, I, all right. So I think it's because the found footage thing feels that you can't cast any single actor that you've ever heard of because mm-hmm. it would break the illusion of the found footage thing. Yeah. I mean, a few exceptions have been like, fuck it, we don't care. It's looks like found footage, but you know yeah. it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so then you've got to go to at least the B or T or C or D list of, of, of people to casting. And then you say, all right, I don't want you to like necessarily play this like a character. I want you to act like you would really or something. You know, like mm-hmm. they're probably just given a direction of like, just say this like a person would say it and make it seem real. Well, to be believable as a found footage thing, you need people to be shitty because people are shitty. Okay, well, that's a more pessimistic life view of, of it, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but I was just throwing a few bad actors into well, the mix. Well, I, I think, I mean, you look at something like Cloverfield, where you just really have annoying yeah, cameramen. Yeah, fuck all them. Well, I don't think the other people are a problem in that, and uh, they do a lot of strangely heroic things that I don't think would, would happen in that scenario, mm-hmm. that people would not be going through towering, teetering skyscrapers to, you know, try to attempt to rescue someone who is still 40 flights up in a, yeah. in a broken building, but... I, I think that's it. Although it's not just found footage movies, to be honest. It's a lot of horror movies that feel like they have to make everyone the worst person ever so that when they die, you get some sort of thrill from it, which I think is the absolute wrong way to go oh, yeah. with it. Absolutely. But people know more than I do. Um, I, I happen to think that, you know, uh, something bothering a good person is more interesting than something bothering a shitty person because I immediately just go, well, fuck that guy. Who gives a shit? kill him ghost or do whatever you're gonna yeah. do who cares and then when it happens you're like yeah well that's what you get you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so well yeah well i mean you think back like about like the original nightmare like you're more frightened for those kids you're yeah. not like man fuck these kids yeah you know they're like they're believable as kind of normal people but mm-hmm. they're not you know and they get stressed out and stuff yeah. but they're not they're not shitty you're not like fuck well, you guys having, i want to see you die having yeah. just watched all the fridays of the 13th i mean there's a lot of shitty people in all of them mm-hmm. yeah i mean i mean so it's well, not I'm just really talking about the original nightmare it's just yeah. is one that comes sure. to mind yeah right now. no that's a that's a good one i mean that's why yeah. i mean i think that's one of the best horror movies ever you know as far as yeah all all around all encompassing mm-hmm. i mean friday the 13th just kind of somehow spawned a life of its own and 
there's not any one of them. I mean, besides six, which is all the right ways that we want a movie. There is none of them that I think is anywhere close to Nightmare on Elm Street, like level of actual, but going back to like my whole film versus movie thing, mm-hmm. they, they are all yeah. just popcorn drive-in movie bullshit. Like yeah. they, there is no art in any of them. That's why I still think the, the first Halloween stands yeah. out like it does is because those people aren't shitty either. Jamie Lee Curtis is not a terrible teenager. She's a normal teenager and a pretty decent teenager, especially for the seventies. And mm-hmm. her friends aren't terrible either. So you really feel bad when things mm-hmm. are happening to them. I, yeah. I just, I, for me, that just makes a horror movie better. You know, um, I won't mention it cause you're going to bring it up later yeah. and we'll talk about it there. So, yeah. so anyway, I, Switching gears if we're yeah. done about that. Yeah, sure. Um, I'll just cover this one other thing. I was going to watch this so I could talk about it right after the premiere, but um, I saw this a long time ago, back when I was on a 70s kick, mm-hmm. and um, I watched the original Westworld Okay, in, in, ah. I, in to, to tie in with the HBO series, because mm-hmm. um, I, I watched it in, in Future World years ago when I was watching all the Charlton Heston and other 70s sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really retain a lot of it, like... I think I, I I now realize that I'm confusing several scenes. Having seen it a lot more, I, I confuse several scenes that were actually in Logan's Run that in Westworld. Yeah. Um, just somewhat similar premise of, of once the running starts, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so whatever. I just I decided to go back and 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 watch the original one just to compare. Okay. Um, I didn't take a lot of notes, but here's one of my notes. My God, that Donnie Brooks scene, fuck. <laughs> there is a Donnie Brook scene in this movie that is mm-hmm. just out of fucking left field. Because, like, this movie is not jokey. And then suddenly there is a there is a Mel Brooks-esque fucking Donnie Brook scene <laughs> out of nowhere. Like, goofy feeling? Goofy as fuck. Yeah. Like, zoinks and bonks and... Whoa! 70s like, Donnie Brooks were that... There was no other way to do it. It breaks every 70s movie because it happened in all of them and they're all zany i mean this this <laughs> really feels like they i was like did they watch blazing saddles right before they shot this because it's the same fucking thing <laughs> I, I mean like certain dudes are i'm super drunk oh, oh, bonk on the head yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean it, it's just yeah. it's out of fucking nowhere it's so bizarre i anyway. think there was one acting troupe of people who could put on a donnie brook and they would just like hire them and be like okay do your thing yeah, and they would just do their thing. So, uh, strangely enough, I you know I, I had a double dose of James Brolin um, because of this and watching the original Amityville. So mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of odd. Yeah. Um, you didn't watch Future World again, did you? No. Oh, it's so bad. Is it? Oh, it's God, it's terrible. Okay. Man. Um, my next one is like a super nitpick thing. Like, all right. First things first. Full disclosure. Like Westworld is kind of amazing because you can watch it and realize how much DNA it, it it's I know a lot of people hate this movie but it it's basically like the Prometheus aliens coming and like dropping the seeds mm-hmm. into the water source so that we have hundreds of other movies mm-hmm. it is absolutely mm-hmm. bizarre how influential this movie is from you wouldn't have the Terminator without it you wouldn't have Predator without it you wouldn't have you obviously wouldn't have Jurassic Park after it, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is it is basically the rough draft run of, of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. um, and 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 on that alone, I mean, it deserves a watch because yep. you know you just watch this movie and you look at the year it was made, and it's like holy fuck, like this is amazing how much like this influenced so many other things. 
but that Donnie Brooks scene, good God. <laughs> um, my one nit- nitpicky note that just kind of came to me is if all like if you don't know anything about Westworld, it's basically that there is a theme park where you can go and there's robot people, robot animals, and you know you can go to Westworld, Future World, Medieval World, or uh, Roman World. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I guess they were thinking they were gonna make four movies. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so like all the all the animals and all the horses and all everything in this is animals or, or robots because it's like you know it, this is a theme park and it's all supposed to be very tightly controlled and the robots decide you know what fuck this we're tired of like dying every day and mm-hmm. all this shit. So my my note is if all the robots decide fuck humans, including the snake, how come the robot horses don't also try to murder them? Because why why is the i want my freedom now restrained to the humanoid robots only yeah all the robot all that we've established like you see horses on the assembly line and being worked on all the horses are robots too and yet when they're running away the horses are like yeah come on let's go horses like people no, not it's ro- in their nature not robot horses yeah they, they are programmed to like people I don't, mm, okay no, not. okay yeah. anyway that's just like that really annoyed me that it was like it's like the cars in maximum overdrive right. why they don't get affected by everything that's going on who right. knows it's weird yeah, yeah it's, it's just weird because like there's even a point where it's like the snake decides to attack and when it's totally not supposed to and it's mm-hmm. like well, well okay the snake did the people did mm-hmm. <laughs> why not the horses anyway um and i uh, my other note is uh there should have been more yule brenner hype man he left us too soon that's yeah. all that's only notes there was there's a guy towards the end where there's he's a you know random nondescript park employee who's just like hype man and yule brenner up like a motherfucker mm-hmm. and then just immediately like Mid mid hype, I think gets shot by Yul Brynner from like off screen, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's just like, oh man, because <laughs> he's just like, we're fucked. <laughs> like, we're, seriously, we're fucked. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, really, the the disjointed notes are just to say if you haven't seen the original Westworld, you still should. It mm-hmm. Just be ex- just understanding the level of understand the level of cheese you're getting into, um, but realize what year it was made, and like I said, you will see the seeds of. A thou- the, there's thousand ships of sci-fi that it launched mm-hmm. after this and everything yeah. else so yeah I need to watch it yeah yeah I mean it, it, it's and I need to watch the freaking HBO show I was so hyped for it and then circumstances really beyond too. my control have kept me from watching either episode so far same here I'm stoked but I haven't gotten to it oh yeah. you haven't so you haven't watched any of it I haven't no. seen premiere or the second one so yeah I, I haven't watched the second one yet but that's just been busy week yep but now it's, it's yeah. It's hurricanes good. have a way of doing well. That the, like okay, so the in, <laughs> in like if this is, we'll say this is on par with Logan's Run. You know, as mm-hmm. far as like kind of it, Logan Run, Logan's Run is more cheesy. I will admit that. Yeah. Um. But like the new Westworld is Ex Machina. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's night and fucking day. It's like yeah. okay, you know, like here's a serious, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's dark. It's dark as fuck, but yeah. it's just it's still like a night and day thing. Who's doing this with a real budget behind it and now? Yeah. yeah, and straight faced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout throughout. Hmm. But uh I don't know, do you want to talk about a movie so you're breaking up some of what I'm saying? I want to hear what Chuck watched. Oh, I just want to mention um if you want to escape the current political climate, feel free to fall down a Westring rabbit hole like I have done <laughs> again for the third time. <laughs> um that show is simply amazing, continues to be amazing. I will never get tired of it. I will marathon that thing. I'll watch two or three episodes a day. Makes me feel better. Glad to hear that. It's 
an enjoyable television show. One of the best written things I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen a minute of it. It's so good. So good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you about something else that's so good? I do. Uh, Shout Factory released The Thing on Blu-ray. Oh. This week. I didn't get it yet, though, <laughs> because I ordered it too late to get in the, on the pre-order and get it delivery, all that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, fuck, I really want to watch The Thing. So, yeah, I grabbed my Universal Blu-ray and watched that again. And that is one of those movies that continues to get better every time. And I continue to find things that I missed in it every time. Yep. It is that movie. That movie's a masterpiece. It really, it genuinely, it is one of those movies where everything works exactly how it needed to. And I've realized I miss the pacing of, you know, like movies like this and alien where it's, you're meeting the characters. They're not necessarily likable, but they're not horror movie. Well, fuck that guy. I hope he dies. They're regular there is, people. Yeah. There is nobody in that movie who is unjustified in what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like, like even Keith David is like, I get it. I get why you're doing, why you're acting like this, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I just, I wish more movies now would have the guts to pace a scene like the one where they're playing, where the cook is playing superstition and they go through the entire fucking complex and you just hear it echoing mm-hmm. and they keep going through an empty room and an empty room mm-hmm. and an empty room. And then that dog starts walking down the hallway who, again, I said this on Twitter. I will say it again. That dog might be one of the best acting performances of all time. Literally. Yeah. It's so good. It's amazing how good that dog is because the dog is kind of likable, mm-hmm. but you know that dog is fucking evil as well. And the dog conveys it somehow. Yeah. Like the dog conveys what you're thinking. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. But it's it's the and in watching it too, I realized it's a movie I can never ever show my wife for obvious reasons. Yes. Exactly. But it's one of those things like you every time I watch it, I want to be like I want to grab people and have them sit down and watch it with me. Yeah. It's funny on that commentary track too, that the moment you're talking about is when they just start laughing and go, and that's where we lost the entire audience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're just like, well, people walked out of the theater at that point. Yeah. (laughs) Went to go see ET again for Mm -hmm. the ninth time. (laughs) Didn't want any part of our movie. (laughs) Yeah. And, and just like every performance in there too, like all the guys, even, when it's and it's weird that I tend to forget their names. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't. I'm not like oh man. Like I could name everybody on the Nostromo right now, obviously. Yeah. But like even with that, they're still so distinct. And like Wilford Brimley is so good in that because his freakout is the thing that like that that terrible remake. You know, aside from all the other problems it had, mm-hmm. it needed somebody to set the stakes like that. Yeah. And and him just losing his shit. And like basically try like threatening to kill everyone. Yeah. And just <sighs> I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then and then like when like the the scene later on when he comes and visits him in the shack and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm fine. Yeah. I just want to come inside. I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and it's the perfect like, you know, he might not be infected. Yeah. He might just be like, guys, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But he might be infected and just be like, come on, mm-hmm. let me in. Ah, uh, yep. yeah, I can't say enough good things about that movie. And it, 
no dialogue for the first five minutes, mm-hmm. which I I love movies that set the stage like that, and that all of it is like if someone just understood Swedish, yeah, or is it Norwegian? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's Norwegian. I think it's Norwegian. Yeah, I know Kurt Russell gets it wrong every time. That's yes, fine. but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and then there was also an article I read that talked about like how the uh, the scene where he's playing chess and he'd rather just fry the machine than lose to the machine, mm-hmm. you know, kind of foreshadows the end of that movie yep. as well. It's just really great. Like I, I, it's one of those like on Letterboxd, I don't know if I want to just like put a five stars and a like and say rewatch it again and just leave it or write like a fucking book right. about everything I love about that movie. Yep. Like just I could go on for fucking hours about that. That's one I'd like. I'd love to do a commentary track, but there's like six of them on the new disc. So I think I'm set there. Yeah. But yeah, that, that that's it's just one of those movies you watch and you're just like, God, like you're just so absorbed in how good it is. Like it's, you can be aware of the filmmaking that's going on and still be like, God damn, this is good. Like, like we're usually, if I'm aware of the filmmaking going on, I'm like, eh, well, when it jumps back and forth from like stop motion to practical effects and then back to the actors, you're like, eh, you know, like I, you see people watching it today for the first time would just be like pulled right out of it. But that never happened. Everything about it is so amazingly charming and awesome. Just the the imagination on it, this is literally the movie where you tell the effects guys do whatever, and they just do whatever. Well, I like the one where the head crawls down the side. Yep. was like a backup. Yes, they had a better one, and yes. they lit it on fire by accident <laughs> before they got the shot. Yeah. So they had to do another one. Yeah, that looks fucking amazing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yep. That it's it's great. I love it. And it has likable characters on it, even though it shows how you can have characters that argue mm-hmm. and disagree with each other and still not be like, fuck all those guys. I want to die. You know, because you're obviously set up to be rooting for Kurt Russell throughout for McCready. But yeah, it's weird because you're, you are rooting for him and you like him. But the other people who are raging about everything that's going on have a point, mm-hmm. which is. We need to burn everything down and get the fuck out. So you're kind of on everyone's side, even though they are on opposing sides. Yeah. So that's that's a difficult trick to pull off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously that movie does it. Yeah. It's when, when people ask me, you know, like, hey, you know, what's what's your favorite horror movie? I always I said there, there are two. The Thing and Poltergeist. I just mm-hmm. I go back and forth to those two and I'm just like, that's that's my jam right there. Those two are my go to answers. And it's so strange that those both came out the same year within weeks of each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, this is just the pinnacle of imagination and awesome filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's Alien and. Yeah. I, and Alien thing. would be up there. Th- those are my two. Yeah. Like and they have such similar paces and such similar acting going on throughout where there's a lot of half improv half not where mm-hmm. it's a lot of people talking over each other and just like you know it, no no big flowery speeches or anything like that yeah it's, it's all super practical i just and little detail i love that they're just watching tapes of game shows like they brought along recorded like let's make a deals and shit like mm-hmm. that like why would you bring something that after you watch it you know you know the outcome of yeah i don't know it's 
but I don't know. It's just like these little details are, are so fascinating to me that it's like, oh, I've seen this one. You know, it's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, and I caught, I, I don't know why I never noticed it before, but when the dude gets shot in the very beginning, mm-hmm. the the bearded guy, mm-hmm. when he's when the dog's on him mm-hmm. and he gets his leg grazed, mm-hmm. Kurt Russell drops the bottle of JB next to him and he goes, are you all right? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Go check on that. And then start swinging out of the bottle. Yep. It's so good. Like I, I never, I don't know why I hadn't noticed that in the 20 times I've seen this before, mm-hmm. but that one caught me. I was like, holy shit. Like he did that just so he could fucking drink the, <laughs> drink the whiskey. That's great. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, so I watched one other thing yeah. that I want to talk about. <laughs> Let's okay. let you talk. Again. Um, I watched Luke Cage, all, all 13 episodes. Oh shit. Okay. Um, 13 of them, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's their thing. Um, I, I, I promise I am not doing the. It's the latest thing I've seen, so it's the greatest thing I've seen. But I think this is Marvel's best Netflix series. Ooh. Mm. Um, I, I know that's going to cause some contention because you know people love the things that they love. And don't get me wrong, I'm not putting down Daredevil and I'm not putting down Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this, all in all, is is my favorite. Um, reasons being, uh. It feels like it feels like Luke Cage is now a character that's allowed to be a, an honest to god superhero, and mm-hmm. not like I have to feel bad or I have problems. I mean, he has a dark past, you know, kind of thing haunting him that he's trying to escape from. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like it's all life encompassing. Like Jessica Jones was like, I'm drinking heavily all the time because I can't deal with this shit. Right? Daredevil's just. I mean, Daredevil's all Catholic guilt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all Entirely. it's it's all guilt. Yeah, and, and that's all the characters. Sure. Been. Yeah, and yeah. like I said, but I mean, this is like honest to god television superhero guy. Like, I mean, you know, I know it's Netflix, whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like this is a guy like allowed to do superhero shit, and f- and you're allowed to feel good about it, mm-hmm. and and root for him 100. percent And like, I feel like that's the thing I've actually been wanting. I mean, like that's what that's why I got so much joy out of uh, out of Agent Carter over Agents of Shield. For, for the other's television side is it was like this is happy and I'm allowed to root for her and there's not it's not complex it's like mm-hmm. sometimes I just want to watch a fucking superhero thing where it's like hooray good guys win bad guys lose yes mm-hmm. you know and I mean this is more complex than that there's a mm-hmm. lot going on throughout the show but like the, I mean first off everyone's talking about the soundtrack is fucking amazing it's so good like just wall to wall like when they use licensed songs they're good when you know the built-in soundtrack is amazing mm-hmm. um i i casting wise I, th- I think they nailed it i mean to me daredevil still had the best like memorable oh shit kind of scenes and stuff and i don't think i don't know there's ever been a thing on tv a single scene on tv i've watched more than the episode two of season one fight when he goes mm-hmm. to rescue the kidnapped kid yes. yeah that is that one take is fucking amazing mm-hmm and Jessica Jones has the best character because Kilgrave is amazing. Yep. Just utterly amazing. I don't know if I've ever... I'd be hard-pressed to find a better villain, period, like in any media. I mean, mm. he's so he's that good. Mm-hmm. But Luke Cage just like gets it all... Like it's all the rest of it. Like, I mean, Mike, Mike Holter just continues to be like... I mean, how they found this dude. Like, I don't... Where was he? Because like he's not... He's not a spring chicken. And this this guy is so good. Like I I don't know how he just kind of came out of nowhere. Like I don't, mm-hmm. you know. I know he was in like that Halo TV thing, whatever oh, thing right. they were trying to do with the tie-in of the game. And yeah, it's like oh, all of a sudden it's like, hey, you're Luke Cage now. And it's like, finally, like <laughs> this dude is so good. Like, right. Um, 
and so is, I mean, the whole supporting cast is too. I mean, like Alfred Woodard, I always liked her. Um, she's great. And um, Theo, Theo, the other person I thought was really great is Theo Rossi. Uh, I guess he was on Sons of Anarchy. Never watched the show, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Yeah, that dude's great." But mm-hmm. I, you know, he, he was like that kind of like almost Weasley but smart villain guy who's like the B tier, just whispering in people's ear character the whole way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I thought it was great and. Again, not knocking the other two, but I felt like this was the show where to do character development, they have to they didn't have to bring the the plot to a screeching halt. It felt like constantly in Daredevil, it was like, all right, press pause on the plot. We're just going to go to the bar and drink and talk for a while and have some mm-hmm. character interaction. And this was like, nah, build characters as things are happening. Like shit is always constantly in motion and we'll have our conversations, but it's like it's on the go. And it just didn't feel like the characters like, all right, it's time yeah, for some exposition. It, it, Daredevil focused a lot more on Foggy and Karen than I would have liked mm-hmm. only because like they're just inherently not going to be as interesting as Daredevil. Sure. You know, they're, they're his, his friends, but it's like, yeah, like we don't need to be focusing on you. Like I understand we need B plots, but right. there were some where it felt like the episode was like, okay, this is the foggy episode. Yeah. This is the Karen episode. Exactly. He's like, nah, we don't need that. <laughs> we want the Daredevil episode. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. he we know he's banged up, but get him back out doing something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just there's so much good going on. I I mean, I don't know if it I don't know if it was planned. All that's the thing is like it's so weird for them to try to. I know it's not as as epic of stakes as it is like when they were trying to bring the Avengers movies together, mm-hmm. but like trying to tie these all in is seems like a a fascinating and intricate intricate little plot. And I don't know if it was planned all along or if if, if like a gap came up in her schedule but rosario dawson's character is on this a lot more like mm-hmm. she's like thrown into regular cast in the beginning yeah in, for like half the season more than half the season i think um so she's you know which is good because like, yeah, i think her character is fun and she's the she's the thread tying all of these heroes for hire defenders people together Re- refresh my memory just in basic terms about halfway through Jessica Jones, he just kind of wanders off, right? Uh-huh. He's just like, I can't this, I can't right now. I yeah. just can't, and then goes away, and right. then is never seen again. Like uh-huh. he doesn't come back at any point in the rest of that show. No, I don't believe so. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I don't want to give anything away because this 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 show is full of twists and turns and things you're not expecting mm-hmm. in 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 good ways. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. I just I I really loved it beginning to end and the. The soundtrack and the pacing just really helps. I mean, it's just it, it made it a joy to watch and not like, all right, they're talking while drinking again. Mm. Great. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I'm sorry, like you know, of the other three seasons of, of Net Marvel Netflix, those there was a lot of oh, they're drinking again and talking. <laughs> those people drink what drank is the, a lot. What's the timeline for all this? Have they kind of said is this well, like all, happening during Jessica Jones, like months later, well, you know, it, same time it, it as all takes Punisher place, stuff? Yeah. It all takes place after the incident, the mm-hmm. Avengers 1 stuff of okay. the aliens coming through New York, because they, yeah. they, they mention and reference that all the time. Yeah. Um, almost concurrently, but this is definitely after Jessica Jones, and after this this happens after season two of Daredevil. So I think it's, okay. it's pretty much as they've been released is okay. what the timeline is, more or less, because they reference Frank Castle who was in season two of the yeah. Daredevil and yep. they, they mentioned something about Jessica Jones and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I need to catch up on all those. I watched yeah. that. I marathon that first season of Daredevil, you know, in like three or four days right? and just never Jessica Jones dropped at the wrong time. And then I started season two of Daredevil. And for some reason it just like first two episodes didn't click for me at all. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, 
I will say. I mean, I was like, well, they're doing Welcome Back, Frank. All right. Kind of. You know, at least they were taking scenes from that. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to make a comic confession right now. I don't like The Punisher, and I never have. Yeah. And, I mean, I know I need to go read Punisher Max because I love Garth Ennis. And, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's... I got all of his signature stuff on it, obviously, yeah. but... I don't know. Just the Punisher, by and large, is just fucking bland. Like, I mean, I I don't know. I, I guess if if you're just a, if, I like my superheroes to be superheroes, not fucking murderers. You know, and it's he's the difference between like Batman deciding fuck it, I'm gonna use my super toys to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know he's only killing bad guys, but you know, yeah. due, due process and shit, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just well, like I, I said. I've always had. I've my always problem with that character with is it's always been there's no hope with him. Yeah. Like you know, there's no. There's He's never no, going to be done. Yeah. There's no light <laughs> at the end of the tunnel yeah, for him. Right. It's always just like this grim, horrible world yeah. that he's the next stuck person in. to punish. <laughs> yeah, and and it almost becomes like he's just like this boogeyman for mm-hmm. bad guys, which yeah. is kind of the fun of it. Is you know, for some reason, I'll never ever get tired of of like henchmen shitting themselves because they know that this guy who's going to fucking wreck them is coming. Yeah. Like that will never, ever get old to me. Sure. But yeah, I can see that. I mean, like I think the problem with the Punisher is he, it might be a cool character. He just doesn't belong in the Marvel universe. Mm. I mean, I guess they, they you can do interesting uh, do you mean things like with the him? cinematic slash TV one or, or what? I, well, okay, if if he exists in the Marvel Universe, he should never be friends with any of the legit heroes. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. That's the problem. Is like Daredevil can't go like, well, all right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I see, I, you, whatever, you do things your way. Like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you, you're murdering Yeah, dudes. you're fucking straight up murdering dudes and like blowing up city blocks and shit. I mean, you're doing massive damage things, you know, so you're endangering other people yeah. is what I'm saying. So. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it, if if he exists in the universe, he should be kind of a menace that the other heroes are. He should basically to. be a bad guy. Yeah, but doing he should be a Dexter. He's killing people, but maybe for the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know. Like I said, so there's all there's all but, that. So but Luke no. Cage is the one you've liked best. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I I I just think it's 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 fun all around. I I, I the the setting feels more authentic than all the others. Like I mean, I for for once I didn't feel. I, I know Netflix has been pretty good and gotten increasingly better, but some of the scenes in some of the earlier ones were like, you know, had that arrested development, like green screen thing, like yeah. nondescript place like this was mm-hmm. like had a very New York Harlem feel. I mean, I yeah, it just it felt real. So, um, yeah. And, and, the, and the, 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 the fun moments are fun, too. Like there are, there are funny bits and you know, legit funny bits. And I don't know. I just I, I liked it. Cool. I'm glad you liked it because I'm going to watch it eventually. Me too. I feel like I need to do them all in order, though. But that's a long that's a long road to to travel down because they're all 13 episodes each. Right. Yep. Blue yeah. Oh, well, you guys want a couple quick emails? Sure. Yeah. We got a little bit of time. <laughs> OK. Might as well hit it. Right. Yeah. Let's hit it. Yeah. Tag it. Uh <laughs> First one up is from Mr. Spike, who says, what the hell was that? Mr. Spike. Mr. Spike. He says, oh. Greetings, Bamfcast. Mr. Spike here. You mentioned Dreamcatcher a few episodes back. Hmm. Well, it got me thinking about movies so weird in plot and directing that my only response to it is the line Barf says in Spaceballs when Lord Helmet flies over them in plaid. And Barf replies, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. The most obvious one, of course, is Zardos. But for me, 
It's 1992's Dust Devil, which is on Netflix, by the way. While the setup isn't too weird, a woman in South Africa is driving along a road and picks up a demonic hitchhiker, the titular Dust Devil. It's the directing and tone that's so weird. It's like if Terrence Malick and the guy who made The Exorcist 2, The Heretic, <laughs> decided to make a horror movie together. John Borman? <laughs> with nonsensical dream sequences, random shots of the desert with birds flying around, and the strangest musical score I've ever heard. After about 90 minutes of this and the credits began to roll, I shouted at the TV, What the hell was that? So my question to you is, have you ever seen a movie that gave you a, a similar feel and response to it? Crash and Burn sent via astral projection. Mr. Spike. <laughs> Mr. Spike. <laughs> Mr. Spike. Mr. Spike. Mr. Spike. <laughs> um, man, Forbidden Zone is the only thing that really comes to mind right now. Uh, as far as, as what the hell movies? Yeah, as far as just like, I don't comprehend anything that you were going for I, in this movie. Yeah, well, I mean, I no one prepared me properly before I watched Razorhead for the first time, so yeah. no one gave me that, like, get ready for your mind to be fucked with. For yeah, there's a lot of David Lynch that falls in that category as far as, like, I need to unpack this. <laughs> like, Yeah, and for whatever reason, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not it's not my enduring favorite one, but, man, I, I latched onto and decided I was going to decipher Lost Highway. I don't know why. That was my one. I was like, that's the hill I'm going to die on is I'm yeah. going to fucking figure out Lost Highway. <laughs> I don't know that I ever did, but it's a Mobius strip. Yeah, so I'll just I'll just say that, but yeah, that, that, that's a given. And Cron- anything Cronenberg, same same boat. Lynch Cronenberg, just always the what the what the fuck camp. Um, yeah, I I would say Cronenberg, especially later Cronenberg, where he just got all fleshy and gooey. Mm-hmm. Like well, later, he just became and, making normal shit. I mean, well, uh, yeah, but like, like existence, where it's like some weird fleshy gooey oh, well, video he, game system or something and well and, there was that i mean videodrome was just as fleshy and gooey yeah and, i know but that's what i'm saying it's just that whole that kind of era of cronenberg where you know because like the fly is pretty straightforward and scanners is pretty yeah. straightforward and I, are you really the fly's got some some of the worst body horror stuff in it it does but it's it's a straightforward horror movie it's yeah. just it's grotesque but it's not like you're not scratching your well, head yeah, like it's what not, the hell it's not naked lunch which yeah. is definitely yes, high na- okay yes that's, naked lunch. that's very high on the what the fuck list yeah um or what the hell if you prefer i mean i would say kind of at the time barton fink was a movie where i was just like man what what on earth was going on there mm-hmm. uh yeah it was around that time barton fink and naked lunch where my cinematic mind was just like, man, I either I can't handle real this. stupid or movies have gotten way above me. I just don't understand what's happening. Yeah. But, it's, um, you know, speaking of Cronenberg, I felt that way watching dead ringers. Yeah. Cause you get to the end of it and I'm just like, I know there was a point there. I know it was there, but I don't get it. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why I just sat through this. <laughs> there was that era of just mind fuck movies. Cause like Jacob's ladder, yeah, was a thing, and and they weren't necessarily twist movies, but they were just like, when you get to the end, you're like, wait, what? And then the mm-hmm. movie ends, you're like, hold on, that's not. Yeah, hmm. I feel I feel like this is a giant basket we could lump movies in on because I'm just thinking about like now we have Lars von Trier pops into mind. It's like I don't even know if I mean you can interpret things. Obviously, yeah. he, I think dude's smart. He's read some things and was like, <laughs> I'm going to put that to film, but fuck if i want to like mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah yeah 
I mean, it sounds like that Malik movie, the most recent one, is a... That's it, pretty it, what the fuck, yeah. Is a thing. <laughs> well, and suddenly Tree of Life just going like, here's the beginning of the universe. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty what the fuck out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Tree of Life kind of clicked with me. Something about that movie, like, I felt satisfied at the end of that. Like, yeah, all right. So where's your demarcation point if you don't like you like you didn't like thin red line i don't like thin red line what about did you watch his old ones ever days of heaven badlands Uh, i love badlands um badlands and um tree of life i I enjoy everything else is just kind of like i really really don't care i I prefer days of heaven so much more to badlands yeah yeah thin red line is so good it is dead (laughs) but i saw you know i saw badlands after true romance which for me was like oh okay that's why true romance exists because mm-hmm. Badlands is the same goddamn movie, yeah. um, with the same score. Uh, they really ripped off Badlands, so that made me really like Badlands. Um, <laughs> Badlands, yeah. Badlands. <laughs> no, you said it like six, six times in Badlands. the last couple sentences. Uh, Dust Devils from the guy who made Hardware. So oh, tread oh. tread lightly into that. So, Man, and the guy, the guy who made Island oh. of Doctor Moreau. Ooh, that one. Uh, who's if you again? Yeah, if I can guy, take the that opportunity, guy's got some history. Yeah, but if I can take the opportunity again to tell you to watch that documentary about the Island of Doctor Moreau, that is one of the most amazing things about filmmaking that I've seen in quite a long time. So, and I'm sure the Island of Doctor Moreau is one of those. Just like what is happening here? <laughs> I've seen the movie. I don't remember it being that out there, but I mean, I kind of. I kind of knew what to expect going in, you okay. know, like, I mean, I knew the story, so yeah. people, you know, I mean, sure, yeah, the whole movie's a furry's wet dream, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, there is, there's like Faruja Balk and there's a fucking cat lady and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. All right, Chuck. Badlands. <laughs> Badlands. All right. Uh, I'll read another one here from Pierre. Oh. Who says, Bad Weather Movies. It's the title of the email. Is that our new podcast? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, Hey, guys, long time, no time. Hmm. Taking advantage of a rare day off and stuck indoors during a rather sudden snowstorm, about a foot fell in 24 hours. Wait, what? Even in Canada, that's a bit more than usual. I hunkered down to watch some bad weather movies. First, I watched Hard Rain, a not terrible, not awful movie set during a bad storm where Christian Slater decides to rob his own armored car. Mm -hmm. It has Morgan Freeman in it. Somewhere (laughs) in the movie, Randy Quaid shows up playing what I'm certain is himself. (laughs) <laughs> you all right there, Chuck? It has Morgan Freeman. It, it does. <laughs> that is a very good selling point of that movie. Uh, the movie is set in a flooded city. It's meandering and mediocre, much like my description. I'm pretty sure Chuck talked about it once. Yeah. This one was out of sympathy for the hurricane woes. Mm. Then I watched Cliffhanger. This movie has aged well. It's still fun and exciting, and with peak Stallone performance, it was great. Credit to John Lithgow for playing a great villain. Thoughts on this one? Finally, I watched Ice Station Zebra for the first time in its entirety. I'd seen it in chunks, but never in one sitting. Uh, Truly a great movie. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. And I hope everyone that got hit by Matthew is all right and recovers. Pierre. We're all fine. BJ's not here, but he's fine. uh, Well, when he said he watched Hard Rain, I was like, was this like being locked in for the hurricane? Because I was looking for movies like that. I watched The Mighty Wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's not. (laughs) No. Uh, What? I would have watched Into the Storm, but it, I, I would have had to get up and get the Blu-ray. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> man. So, so so times are tough. So three <laughs> days you just sat in a chair. Hurricane's <laughs> outside. Can't get like, up. Well, <laughs> I can watch Into the Storm, but that's tornadoes and not yeah. hurricane. Oh, fuck it. It's on Blu-ray anyway, so I don't want to get up. 
It's, it's, what it's have we become? Truly, we have, <laughs> well, when you have a digital movie library available to you, it's really a yeah. horrible world where yeah. one must get up and physically put a disc <laughs> in the drive. I know. Uh, the struggle is real. Mm. I knew it didn't mean anything as far as the storm, but I was like, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's just a mighty wind. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you haven't seen the preview for uh, Mascots on uh, yeah. Netflix, you, you yeah. should if you're a Christopher Guest fan. Yeah. Okay. Hard Rain's all right. It yeah. does have Morgan Freeman. <laughs> it's just it something something broken about that movie. It should be better than it is. Mm-hmm. So everyone, that's a movie where everyone's kind of a shit bird. Hmm. Where you yeah. just like, yeah, who cares? Not rooting for anybody. No, like yeah. everyone has a heel turn in that, and no one ever has a face turn. You're just like, yeah, all right. You're all increasingly levels of shitty. Who cares? Drown, <laughs> die. Um, Sounds a lot like the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of anti-heroes. Yeah, you're exactly around. right. Um, What was the second one? Uh, He had... Hard Rain, not Ice Station Zebra, but the one before it. Oh, God. Now I lost the email. <laughs> oh, Cliffhanger. Oh, right. Yeah. Man, I've, that was from John Lithgow's... I've seen that once. I've never seen it. I saw it in the theater. And I, I did not like it. And I was I was big scene. I was big into like Stallone things at the time, and I I don't know why I didn't like Cliffhanger. Maybe put um, it on the podcast. I I, <laughs> I I am definitely willing to watch it again because I I I often think why didn't I like this movie? Yeah, because I mean I I very obviously understand why I didn't like Judge Dredd. Of course, it's two hours. Son of a bitch. But yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw it in the theater. I liked it, but. That movie, John Lithgow makes that movie. That's from the era of John Lithgow being the absolute fucking crazy person that he. Well, that's also the era where everybody wanted to play the villain. Yes, when it was a, it was a fight to get yeah. your crazy people to be villains in something. Yeah, um, that might be what endures from the nineties. Is yeah. like guys doing crazy villain performances. Yes, I think it should come back. Like honestly, I, I mean. I don't. I don't want to get into the whole like, oh, I'm a bigger star kind of thing. Like, I I think it should be based on like screen time and whatnot. But like, man, when you like think, I think about Batman and like Jack Nicholson's build higher than Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. The Joker mm-hmm. is built build build higher than Batman. Yeah. That that is that fucking says something, and that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was also Jack fucking. Nicholson. I know. I know it's him. <laughs> but, yeah. but yes, I'm just saying like that. There's something to be said about like the villain stealing the performance of a movie is. That's yeah, why I was awesome. so stoked about the second Avengers movie because even though he's just a voice, James Spader fucking owns that movie. Yeah. Just f- owns it as a voice of a robot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just has lots of other problems. <laughs> yeah. I know he's good. I'm yeah. just saying the movie yeah. as a whole has problems. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, that's, you know, the Marvel movies, it's like they can't let the villains overshadow the, the heroes yeah. almost because like the franchises are built around the heroes. And that's that's been the most frustrating thing is like, you know, stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like, fuck this guy. I don't care. Yeah. Well, you know, both Thor movies. Ronan is probably the weakest of all. Yeah. Well, the dude in the second Thor movie was like, yeah, whatever. You know, know, the big elf guy from the dude who was on Doctor Who. Yeah. Like in the second Thor movie. Yeah. Yeah. He had them all in makeup. It I was hard to tell. The first one, no, no the first was, one was Loki. Loki, straight up Loki. In the okay, first one. I thought he was like the second. Which even like Loki, everyone like loves Loki, but I'm kind of like, yeah. He's not that. I see. My I think my favorite villain in the Marvel universe, honestly, is the guy from is Zemo from Civil War. Because I, I know a lot of people hate that character. Mm-hmm. I think it's fucking great because it's a Bond like long term plan to fuck yeah. shit up in a 
fantastic way. Yeah. And that to me is like whenever like that plan a plan like that is revealed in a movie, it's just like Oh shit! <laughs> like I, I like that better than like the I am a villain. Sometimes yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, John Lithgow. But, yeah. like, I, I mean, <laughs> that could be fun. But no, I was say like I just I don't think any of them get to ham it up. Is yeah. the thing like the way the Marvel movies are constructed? None of the villains are like really get to ham it up. Like Loki, kind of. They're like like, and if they do, people are just gonna be like, oh, you're just trying to do a Loki thing, right? Yeah. You know that that that's kind of the feeling I have with it, and it's that's a bit frustrating but it's not like you know aside from spider-man it's not like a ton of them of the marvel characters are known for their villains. Oh, and, and they could have let Willem defoe go unhinged in the original spider-man i mean put yeah. that stupid mask on him and it's like you got fucking Willem defoe yeah his face is a mask yeah look at him yeah <laughs> god damn it yeah still makes me angry yeah yeah no i know anyway that's why. That's why you should probably watch the TV shows more, because, like I said, Kilgrave. Yes. And the folks in Luke Cage are pretty good. They're not Kilgrave, mm-hmm. but they're fucking. They're good. Oh, well, cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any bad weather movies. I'd say the thing because they get snowed in. At that's one true. Point, yeah, it's yeah. bad weather. Yeah. I just want to say we should watch Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> that's come up okay. quite a few times. I, yes, it it needs to happen. It yeah. really does. He's so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it's so dumb. I believe you. I believe you, Chuck. And it exists in the Lethal Weapon universe. Oh, good. All right. Yep. It's true. Is Mr. Joshua in it? No. Aww. No, but Ice-T is. Oh. You got me back. Okay. Ice-T? Yes. Ice-T. Part of the Lethal Weapon universe? No, he is not. The what? tie. Huh? How is the movie a tie? How is the movie connected to the Lethal Weapon universe? But Ice T is not. If he's in the movie, <sighs> all right, don't explain. It. Okay, right. Yeah, never mind. Fine. All right. So anyway, <laughs> well, you just totally threw me off of like Ice T. Like, did he ever show up in a Lethal Weapon movie? No, no. I was saying also in addition to. Right. Oh, oh, okay. So unrelated. Yeah. Just random Ice T. And, and I fucked no, up. It, it's it's it, lemonade. It's not connected to. <laughs> it's not Lethal Weapon. It's Die Hard. I'm sorry. Oh, it's connected to the Die Hard universe. Oh, okay. okay. So he's a Gruber. <laughs> yes, Ice T is a Gruber. Yeah, he's one of the Gruber. He's the. He's, he's the. He's, I'm their adopted brother. Thaddeus. <laughs> Hans was my boy. Thaddeus Gruber. Thrifty. Yeah. <laughs> the T stands. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. It was. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Ice tea lizard. I guess it's contact information time, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, we should BJ. Yeah. Yeah, he's not here. Oh. But yeah, go to bmfcast.com. Uh mm-hmm. check us out youtube.com slash bmfcast, Twitter, pretty Facebook, much everything all slash, them. yeah. There's buttons um, for the on the side of the main BMFcast page, yep. so just go there. And iTunes. Uh we got a new review, so uh thank you. Is it good? Yeah, it was a five star review. So. Oh, oh, we, we, we like appreciate those. reviews, you know, it helps. I prefer one star, you guys suck. No, no. Those do get us talking more (laughs) on our Slack. We don't go too public with it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because we don't want to like sick people on somebody. Be like, oh, who is this son of a bitch? Yeah, no. Yeah, there there was one person who complained that I'd like the show better if you watched movies I'd heard of one star, and it's like that. Whatever, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Trying to educate you, but But if you don't want our education, that's fine. But yeah, if you haven't left a review, we'd appreciate it on yeah. iTunes and uh, we have a Patreon mm-hmm. 
patreon.com slash bmfcast. Yep, as I mentioned, we just started a new BMFcast Extra. We're hopefully maybe going to put out another BBS at some point in time. Yeah, we haven't been together much yeah, lately yeah. to record any extra so bonus I've, stuff. I've, so. I apologize, patrons, if you're looking for that. But it's been a yeah. weird few weeks. We yeah. got to get back into a Chuck, routine. Chuck here. got a new car. Yeah, that messes the, all up. It's everything's different. I know that sounds weird, but we had a specific way we <laughs> mounted our recorder yeah. in the car, and <laughs> yeah, um, that changed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so but we're doing. Oh, yeah, the extra but you'll series. get the bonus one. All the Amityville stuff you get it a month before anybody else does. So yes, and we try to make it fun, not just like. We're not just trying to specifically talk every point of the movie. We get into arguments and do stupid things. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed listening to those episodes. Okay. It was like getting like I was like, wow, I feel like a listener now. Yeah. Like I don't know what we've talked about. <laughs> and I know I'm never gonna watch any of those movies. So well, that was kind of you should fun. watch one or two. Yeah, some of them. I, are I, good. I did hear that Weekend at Bernie's is one of the most influential movies of all time. <laughs> That's true. He I, does I, make I, that I, point. I, I do believe that. that came up. But neither of us remember why. <laughs> I have a vague recollection of why. Yeah. Okay. I remember you saying it. I just don't remember what. Without Weekend at Bernie's, you would not have Swiss Army Man. I Ah. believe was part of what the uh, things of the ilk. Okay, fair enough. And you wouldn't have pretending the corpse is alive movies. Yes, of which Weekend at Bernie's two. And Mm -hmm. I don't. Hey, that's pretty historically significant. (laughs) Absolutely, I don't think there are any. Barry Boswick. Name me another movie where the 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 main one of the main characters was dead and they made a sequel. That's like John dies at the end too. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, you get that early. Um, it's a box the lowest level and gets you good stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's other perks as you go up. But we appreciate everyone that's already subscribed. And yes, thank you. Yeah. Otherwise, check it out bmfcast.com. You'll find everything else you need. Did you mention the Garfield phone? Uh, BMFcast hotline. Yeah, I was about to say, including the Garfield phone, <laughs> BMFcast hotline. 9105 Jocks BMF, 9105569263. I called it. We didn't even use it. <laughs> nah. But you know what? It works. <laughs> right. We've deleted his voicemail. Now there's room for yours. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, and my contact information. So while you're traveling somewhere, please call us. Yeah, I was I called you from an airport, I, I know. believe. <laughs> so there you go. Let's get out of here, shall we? Let's. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. <gasps> And this is Bamcast out. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>